What is up, fam? Do you know the three virtues of a Christian furniture store? Hmm? Faith, hope, and chair, itsy. <laughs> okay, friends, pull up a seat. Great to see ya. Today, we celebrate a piece of furniture, but a very special one. Today, we celebrate St. Peter's chair, the Pope's chair. And so, on this holiday, we are throwing a papal party with pierogies and pretzels with our good friend, Eddie. We share Pope stories and share some Vatican recipes and sit down to taste some papal confections. You can't stand the puns? Cheer up. This is Famished and Fed. Our Western world is suffering from the hunger of spirit. Make Jesus. What is up, fam? What's, What's up? up I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. We are here on this papal party episode. Ooh. We are famished and fed, a food and faith podcast. And uh, I already jumped the gun. We're we're having a papal party, CC. I'm just the alliteration right off the top of your head. So good. Papal, <laughs> papal party for party. Peter. Wow. Papal oh, party keep for going. Peter. Keep going. Keep more. What else can you um, add on there? <laughs> Not to put you on the spot. Prayerful people, papal party for Peter. Wow. With pierogies. <laughs> and pretzels. <laughs> and pecan. And pretzels. Tomato. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. A lot of alliteration with the letter P today. If you haven't figured it out already, uh, Cece and I will be talking about uh, the Pope. It's a papal party as we celebrate the Feast of the Chair of St. Peter, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, but but all things Pope today. Pope, so yes. Popeye's Pope chicken. yes. Popeye's chicken. Pope yes. It's like Pope yes. <laughs> yep. Popeye's they do call chicken. it that. Pope yes. Pope yes. Pope yeah. yes. Oh, nice. Oh, Pope yes. Pope in, yes. In, uh, well, in Honduras, that's what they called it. Pope yes. Mm. <laughs> Uh, but it's a joy. Uh, it's not just CC Night today. We're welcoming back to the show one of our good friends who's been on a couple of episodes and who I've had the blessing of sharing some papal experiences with. Welcome to Famished and Fed, back to Famished and Fed, Edmund Reduta, everybody. Hey, yo. Yes. Eddie, Eddie Bakes Life, Eddie Bready, Edmundo, Eddie Ed Boy. <laughs> What's up, Ed? Hey, hey. Ed boy, welcome back to the show. Good to be back, and good to see y'all. I know. Good to, good I haven't see seen you too. since your wedding. I think. My what? Just kidding. Oh man, I don't. I don't think <laughs> I've seen you. Yeah. Oh no. You. I was like, oh. <laughs> That's so. Funny. Yeah. That's a while. What's? It's been a few episodes since you've been on. What have you been up to? Well, I kind of quietly started an Instagram. I know I'm kind of late to the whole pandemic sourdough thing, but I'm like. And Eddie Bakes was taken. And I was like, wait. So I just put life on there, Eddie Bakes life. And I'm just kind of messing around with well, some your, things. Well, your baked goods bring people to life, Edmund. So, <laughs> you. you know, your 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 blondies, your bread pudding, uh, all of that stuff. Uh, your the cheesecake. It, one. Oh, Ooh, your ice cream cookie sandwich that we featured on Famished and Fed. All that brings us to life. So Eddie Bakes life, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good uh, name. 
and uh, give them a follow there, Eddie Bakes. So that's Life. dedicated to all of your baking adventures. Oh, yeah. Well, I know yeah. you said you're late to the pandemic sourdough, but I feel like you've been baking long before that was a thing. So you're yeah. more of the original. I don't really want to like rub it in or anything, but I am better than <laughs> I am better than most people. <laughs> No, Dang. No, is that a challenge to our, our is that a challenge to our bread uh, guests from our bread from like our second episode our I think. sourdough songs. not yet yeah. not yet is that a challenge to uh rents arguelles and and sean Desal himself sean no Desal. you're not going to challenge him <laughs> bready we'll make it happen <laughs> okay all right we got to revisit that. bread it's been a while we, we, we oh, there were some bread yes. topics that we put on hold like sandwiches never, and other stuff. That's a never-ending uh, topic, I feel, especially with the faith. Jacob told yeah. a bread joke today. I'm going to tell it to Did you. Did he? All right, tell, well, it, tell us the joke. Wait, it wasn't a joke. It was like a, I don't know what you, it's not like a response joke, but he was saying something and he said, Mommy, you better make like a sourdough and rise. Nice. Well, I, 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 I don't know it. where he I, I was it. like, why, what is... Why? Like, I didn't understand what it's like. Why are you saying that to me? Like, where did that? There were many questions. You better rise. I just, I was like, what are you doing? Naturally. Like, that's like, it's like a parable of, of the Lord. I mean, yeah, it you is. Know? You know, I'm like, he's fine. Talitha Kum. <laughs> rise. It's like sourdough. <laughs> it's kind of uh, scripturally appropriate to be good and like confounded by the young, huh? I don't yeah. know what I don't think he even knows what a sourdough is. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but thought it was good. Thought it was a good one. Wonderful. Well, again, uh, Eddie is here today to share with us uh, in celebrating the Pope, celebrating papal history. We're going to talk a little bit about different papal experiences, and we're going to talk about food and the Pope's. Uh, but if you haven't listened to him yet, he's Eddie's been on a couple of things. He's been on our ice cream episode. He made some ice cream yes. for us. He was also on our grocery episode because um, Eddie is a uh, grocery industry um, talent. What, 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 what do I call you, Eddie? Talent works. Uh, professional veteran. You're a veteran in the grocery industry. <laughs> so, um, but check out those episodes. Our grocery episode. Have you been on any other episodes, Ed Boy? I think. Uh... New Year's special. You did some drinks for us on the on the New Year's Eve yeah. live stream. There so. we go. Yeah, I think that was the other one I was thinking of. Oh, did you do mortification party with us? I think I missed that one. Oh, okay. We'll have to get you on for the next one. <laughs> it's coming. Like, so you can up, eat huh? something that you yeah to eat it something is. that you don't like. <laughs> Time to die. Let us know in the comments or in the DMs uh, what you want Ed, Ed Edmund to eat on for his mortification uh, oh challenge. All right, but but uh, we are here to talk about the Pope on the Feast of the Chair of St. Peter, about here to talk about the Pope and food. And so, um, uh, but as as we kind of established in previous episodes, we need to eat first because we're hungry. And the food is warm. And the food is warm. And so uh, Cece won't let me uh, make that. Uh, she won't let us celebrate the taste test at the end. We got to do it while the food is warm. So Ethan, drop that stinger. Enjoy this Deus Munchie review. Deus MR. 
And here we are, friends, on uh, this Deus Munchy review, where we're going to be tasting some different uh, foods associated with the Pope's, some favorites of theirs, and whatnot. I think we'll go a little bit chronologically. We'll go from the last, uh, most recent Pope's, um, so Pope John Paul II, um, Pope Benedict XVI, and uh, Pope Francis. So we'll... um, we're going to uh, dig into some of these things. So uh, first up, we got uh, Pope John Paul II, and we are going to do, we're going to taste some pierogies. Wait, mm. Father Raj, how do you yeah. know what their favorite meals are? I, that's just oh. a question. Well, I do my research here on Famish and Fed. Of course. Fed, I, I mean, have... we all know. We all know you do your research, but I'm like, how is where do you get information like this? Well, for oh. one, uh, there's a book called uh, The Vatican Cookbook. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, look how big it is. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, like a coffee table. There, but, there are many popes, I guess. So. Wow. There, there are. Well, it also, actually, this this uh, this cookbook is wonderful because it, it it's not just the popes, but there's um, there's sections on each of the last three popes, as well as you know uh, some information about like the traditions at the Vatican and like what they make for Christmas and oh my gosh, um, what that's so the, cool. What, yeah, what the Swiss Guard eat. There's a section on. <laughs> Do they the... eat? I don't think they a eat. A lot of chocolate. <laughs> the Swiss, a lot of chocolate. Oh, <laughs> and cheese. <laughs> There's, that's all they eat. They got it one one in each pocket, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, okay. uh, we got our first uh, Filipino uh, blood uh, Swiss Guard uh, in the last year and a half. I think. Oh yeah, I did. Um, I saw that. that. A, I saw that. That was a fun story. So for all Uncle of our who? Filipino brothers and sister, yeah. You, you, you know the uncle, I'm sure, because they have. <laughs> oh yeah, they're young. They they're have, way younger than they're us. They're young. They have they have an age limit, right? It's like yeah. they can only be up to a certain age. They have to be fit her certain height requirements, all kinds of stuff. So they're in the NBA. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like they don't um, want to. They don't want to make any more uniforms. So <laughs> <laughs> the fixed sizes. Um, but yeah, see, see, yeah, this is one book, one text. I've, there's also a couple articles, and there's some other books uh, that did research on on the popes and some that is uh, wonderful so things. Cool. So we'll get into some more of that stuff today. But we're digging into Pope John Paul II, so we're doing pierogies, oh and we're doing gelato for Pope John Paul oh, II. Man. We'll talk about both of those. I, I guess I'll just read straight from the cookbook right before we so dig into exciting. these pierogies. But... Pierogies. But we know um, uh, Pope John Paul II, he is um, Polish, uh, of Polish heritage, and uh, so pierogies um, are important to him. And uh, I'm going to read this just straight from the Vatican cookbook, and it, is, it says this to explain how much John Paul enjoyed the pierogi. And so it starts a little sad, but we'll, we'll get to the happiness of pierogies. And I quote, One of the darkest moments in modern times came on May 13, 1981, when Pope John Paul II was shot and critically wounded before thousands of the faithful in St. Peter's Square. Thanks to the Swiss Guard, fine doctors and nurses, and the grace of God, he survived that terrible day. It was only the beginning. Doctors cautioned that he faced a long and arduous recovery, more surgery and rehabilitation. They prescribed a very restrictive diet. The Pope made a single request, pierogi, favorite of his Polish homeland. The response was unanimous, no, out of the question. But the Pope insisted, and the doctors relented, who can say no to the Pope? Therefore, pierogi was served on a regular basis and proved to be a good medicine. The Pope made a remarkable recovery, leading the church for 24 more years as the Holy Pontiff. So (laughs) doctors didn't want him to have his pierogies. But he said, give me my pierogies. 
fueled by pierogies. And, uh, and that's what we have in front of us, pierogies. So, he said, um, I will die on this hill. <laughs> so I, we're going to have to do another. Uh, this is going to be a common theme on some of our taste test stuff today. But um, I really wanted to get you guys some fresh pierogies. And we were going to try and get together and then taste them together. But uh, that didn't happen. There's a couple places in Sacramento that do fresh pierogies. But uh, we had to settle for um for some frozen uh, pierogies, uh, Mrs. T's brand. You can find them in your frozen aisle. Oh, I had a Cassius. Um, oh, you got a different brand. Ooh. Oh, okay. Oh, Ed Boy got a different brand. He made his from um, scratch. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, Eddie bakes pierogies. Uh, in the freezer case. All right. We ready? Uh, these The ones I have are um, classic cheese pierogies. Is that what you got? Okay. CC? That's what – yeah, I think that's what I have. All right. Um. Can you explain for the folks who can't see what we're eating, what is a pierogi? Because maybe they don't know. Yeah, that's right. Um, thank you. Pierogies are, are um, dough, kind of a, um, um, what do you describe it as? A a pocket of dough with filling, um, a filled dough. Um, and uh, they are uh, from Eastern Europe. Uh, Poland, Russia makes it. Uh, they have different uh, styles of pierogies, but... Um, uh, these ones, and they can be filled with different things. Um, the recipe in uh, the Vatican cookbook uh, makes them with pork tenderloin or chicken breast, and then you make, um, right? You know, so the onions and some Why other stuff. This one has but, cheese. Uh, I feel so We're doing cheesy. cheese in our pierogi. So filled cheese dough. Does pierogi um, have anything to do with the word pie? Because this is, feels like a hand pie. I don't know. Oh, man. I that's a, I don't know I the no origin clue. of the Polish language or anything, but I'm like... I didn't do my like research on pie. that part of it. I'll look um, it Eddie, what kind of uh, pierogies do you have? Oh, so this is a potato and cheese. Oh, oh yeah, see? Okay. A potato! Well, maybe there's okay. potatoes in ours. I don't know. Did you... Okay, well, all right, let's... I haven't had it. It might be a surprise. You might get surprised. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all of the dough is typically made with potato, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I think so. It's the inner dough. I'm not sure what the outer one. Okay, all right. All right, mm-hmm. here we go. I'm going to dig in. Mm-hmm. Oh, so funny story. I was reading these. Oh, man, that's delicious. Mm-hmm. Well, it is kind of really like with it, like a potato. Oh, potato cheese. I think there's potato in there. Yeah. I stand corrected, <laughs> and I apologize. That's delicious. Yeah, the... it's... um. Yeah, go ahead, Ed Boy. I... Yeah, I, um, I boiled mine for a little bit. And then finished it in some brown butter. Mm. Yeah. So I've got a nice chewy yeah. exterior. Right. Yeah, I um mm. I sauteed mine in, in butter and oil. Um and um so I've got a nice crisp on mine and but uh chewy chewy dough. It's good, man. It's delicious. And it's not too thick of a dough. I, I looking at them mm-hmm. earlier I thought it was gonna be super thick dough, but no, it's 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 nice. I think it's the um, filling. It's like stuff with filling, so it looks bigger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's not a That's super good. stretchy cheese. The the one listed for mine is a more close to a farmer's cheese. I think ours was cheddar. Mm. This cheddar does sound good. Mm-hmm. This is delicious. Yeah, it's delicious. I could eat a ton of those. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Pope I John Paul II. Delicious. Very we got to get some fresh ones, though. Maybe um, we'll be healed and be able to serve the church for 25 more years. Yeah, <laughs> 24. Cheers. Don't put a clock on it. All right. Uh, funny thing for, for our listeners, uh, we were getting ready. We had a schedule to, you know, a certain time we were going to get together to start recording this episode. And we were about, I don't know, 10 minutes away from 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 call time. And in our group text, CC was like, uh, all right, I'm going to start prepping my food. And I was like, these pierogies take 
at least 15 minutes. She was like, I know. What did you say? Because I was like, you have to saute well, them. Like, and she was frozen. like, they're frozen. I just assumed it was like a quick thing, you know? There you go. Be prepared. It's okay. We're here now eating delicious food. That's worth it. And they've been sitting for, you know, when they're still like warm and crunchy. And mm-hmm. this is a great snack. That is. Or yeah. meal. I, I'm, or I'm meal. It. Yeah, Substantial, yeah. but not I like that. Much. It's like when you do. Um, it's given me some flavor context of uh, similarities to like when you do potato uh, tacos, mm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. We're going to stay with uh, John Paul. Another one of his favorites was, um, well, in the, in the Vatican cookbook, it talks about a lot of his, um, his favorites is like uh, sweets. He always has sweets, but one in particular, um, and this is uh, reported by several different places, but, particularly a gelateria in Rome known as a gelateria Gioliti, um, uh, says that his, his favorite was, was ice cream, gelato. <laughs> and so uh, you would come in often uh, to uh, pop in for a, a, a gelato, and his favorite was uh, marron glacé. That was his favorite flavor. Um, I'm getting odd looks from uh, both Eddie and CC. Um, Marron Glace is like caramelized chestnuts. Oh, um, so okay. I lived in Rome, very... but I don't speak it. Um, speak <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak Rome. <laughs> Romish. I don't speak Pope. Yeah, I don't, I don't speak, speak Pope. Pope. But uh, indeed, Pope John Paul II uh, says that he enjoyed, or it says reportedly that he enjoyed the marron glacé uh, gelato. Uh, we weren't able to get that, so we tried to get something as, as close to it. So uh, we've got some uh, southern uh, pecan gelato. Okay, it's not that close, but it's like something caramelized. A caramelized nut. nut. I mean, it's yeah. pretty close. Something there was no you... chestnut in the gelato aisle at uh, at the store. I never so, would have thought um, to make one with chestnut. Yeah. We're well, gonna have to try that, but yeah, but Eddie, you're not you're not you don't have gelato today. You weren't able to pick some up or what? <laughs> What's up? So, with all the He's butter and cheese, it. I was like, oh, I should be careful on my dairy intake. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. He's got that lactose thing. What's up? All right, we. Yeah, oh, we're. Fine. Uh, I'm having a moment. <laughs> shout out to all of our um, lactose friends out there. We feel for you. But uh, Cece and I are going to dig in uh, to uh, this gelato if she can open it. Oh, goodness. I'm well, like, I'm going to dig in. I'm going to enjoy it. Oh, I almost spilled so, it on the cookbook. You know, uh, did you get? Jacob, my, my son oh. can't eat this because it has gelato. Part of the what makes the gelato really creamy is that it usually has egg or egg yolks in the for, in the formula, the recipe. <laughs> mm. Well, he can't eat it because there's, there's nuts in it too, right? Well, that too. Nuts, <laughs> obviously. In this flavor. But list. like he had... We, that was part of how I found out he had an egg allergy was because we were eating some like vanilla gelato, um, like it's vanilla, and then he was all red, and then we saw there was eggs in it. Oh so. no! All right. Well, I just had a spoonful of uh, Eddie was asking what flavor Southern pecan uh, gelato from. I think most a lot a lot of people know the brand Talenti. It's um. This is uh, decent you know, gelato for grocery. It is store, decent. Talenti is decent. Gelato. Uh, I always enjoy how um, mm, it's small, mm. smaller batches. Oh, is it good, CC? Tell us. Tell us. It's delicious. Mm, mm. <laughs> I'm glad I let it sit for a little because now it does have that silky, you know, more a little bit more soft. Like when you get gelato and they scoop it out of the big tubs with the waves on the top. Yeah. I'm trying to ASMR the 
on the pecans. I don't know if anybody got those, but <laughs> tried to crunch them in the there for you. But anyway, delicious. Pope Tom Ball II, I could, you know, I could have a meal of just pierogies and ice cream. That Are there be... like photos of him going in and out of like the gelato shop? I'm just like curious. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if he was the type to wander around Rome like Pope Francis is. Yeah. But, like, I always kind of like, imagine so him cool. like a like a mischievous look on his face. Like sneaking out. Yeah. Trying yeah. To get some I'll go get me gelato. some gelato. <laughs> I mean, so the Holy Father, Pope John Paul II, he actually, and this is described in the book and described elsewhere, but he actually would, um, uh, he brought nuns from a monastery in, in Poland to cook for him. So his nuns were, were Polish nuns, and he brought them into the papal household mm-hmm. um, so that he could make pierogi. So I imagine he would send the nuns out every now and again, sisters out, go, to go get him some gelato. Because <laughs> we – I mean, Cece, you, you studied in Rome. I studied in Rome for a little bit. Um, we, you see nuns getting gelato all the time, right? Sisters yeah, getting gelato very, all the very time. Very normal. Yeah. Every <laughs> totally corner, normal thing. Nuns eating great. gelato. Priests, uh-huh. bishops, just the Pope, yep. though. You don't see the Pope again. He's got runners, <laughs> yeah. proxies. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. have to find. Well, I'm sure there's a photo there somewhere. All right, so that wraps up John Paul II. Um, there, we'll we'll, we'll come so back good. to him for the next for another segment of our our, our episode today, uh, when we kind of review other more full menus of what the popes liked. But that was just our little tribute. We um we did some um, mm. gelato and some pierogies. All right, we're moving on to Pope Benedict. Pope Benedict, a kind of tribute for him. Uh, on his uh, 88th birthday a few years ago, he celebrated, and this was covered uh, in a lot of news, he celebrated with a pint of, of, of German beer and some pretzels and some uh, German sausage. But that's what we got today. We got some, uh, we got some pretzels as well as uh, some German beer. Um, Ed, why don't you take over? Because you just kind of blew – like I got CC <laughs> frozen – Pretzels, you know, uh, the and super I was pretzel very, brand. I was very happy about the super pretzel. And yeah, then, yeah. Nothing, nothing Ed Boy comes Bre- along. Breddy Ed, Eddie over here had to <laughs> upstage right. us. You, you, you take over. Tell us what you did. With, with I told you we're doing pretzels. What did you do? So as soon as I found out we're doing pretzels, I know that there's like only one, maybe two major companies that will um, offer our frozen one. I kind of thought, you know, I every once in a while I'll do some research and like just find out about like bread related stuff and um, pretzel dough is very basic, but the, it's in the technique that makes it different. So I figured, how about I save myself some time and not do the entire thing from scratch? I'll I'll get some pizza dough, right? And then the normal process for the commercial pretzels is they'll give it a like a bath under some heavily i think alkalinized water or basic i forget which end of the ph scale and then it's baked and so to the way to kind of like emulate that at home without like the risk like buying chemicals you get some simmering water and some baking soda and you kind of like let it kind of dip in there for a little less than a minute and then i baked it in a really hot oven and i got a pretty decent result actually and also um The pretzel is like a, not as no pizza dough is a more it's a higher hydration or meaning more water in the dough than pretzel dough. So I did have to work a little bit to work some more flour in there. But yeah, I'm pretty happy with this. Uh, I, I think I would do this again. Again, 
Yeah. Fun digging and tell, tell folks what it tastes like. Let them hear you chomp into one. Only Eddie would read a recipe and be like, this is easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we put our, I put mine in the microwave. Yeah. I put mine in a toaster oven, so I feel like. Oh, nice. Yeah. Actually, I'll share, I'll share about mine in a second. But go ahead, Eddie. Let, yeah. let, 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 let us know. Me. What do you think? Oh, no, it's been sitting too long. I didn't get any uh, crunch out of this one. Any snap? Oh, that's all right. But the exterior, is, I promise you, it's a little crispy still. Oh, yeah, oh, we heard it. Yeah, yeah we snap. A little bit of snap. Can you share, will you share that recipe um, with us uh, on uh, on the socials? Yeah, for sure. All right, all right. Can you do. try this at home, friends what, of the fam. What, what's the, what are the ingredients? I'm just so I'm just so mystified that somebody's like, oh yeah, I could just make this. So just flour, <laughs> salt, uh, yeast, um, and um, I think in like most of them will be like uh, malt. It's like a diastatic malt powder. That's more for flavor. Got it. And then there's some kind of boiling and then mm-hmm. baking thing going on there, right? Yeah, baking soda and water. If you're at home, all right, man. That- that looks delicious, Eddie, and um, I'm I, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you and you. We can chomp on some of your pretzels uh, together. Um, are you um? Do you like pretzels plain, or do you like to? What's your go-to dip? Mm. When I get the chance, I like some variety. So I'll get yeah. a little bit of mustard. If there's some beer cheese. I'll definitely try that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right now, I didn't have the right kind of mustard, so I just have some butter. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm a I'm a beer cheese guy all the way. I'm and as, as fans of the chef, friends of the fam gnome, not a mustard fan, but uh, beer cheese say. all day. <laughs> Buckets <laughs> of beer cheese. Actually, um, maybe I'll, I was uh, so, a little bit sad we didn't have any cheese. Yeah, yeah. CC messaged me. She's like, I don't have any beer cheese, and I was like, I don't have any beer cheese either. But but actually, I might upset you, CC. I didn't actually even get the same pretzel. So I went to the grocery store, uh, and so you know supply chain issues. And I went to the section, and like the super pretzel area, that section was was empty. Um, but in the same brand of super pretzel, not the regular Bavarian pretzel, I ended up getting um, different types of pretzel like bites. Oh yeah, so I've got okay. like so actually in honor of the there's like uh, beef franks inside of pretzel <laughs> bites. So and then also oh my gosh Those these are like really good, uh, beer though. they serve beer cheese filled pretzels fun. so um, oh they go wait they do like a stuffed so, crust pizza but it's a pretzel but it's with stuffed cheese. with beer cheese yeah that's wild pub cheese clever so um um i'm going to dig into mine or cc you want to dig into your I'm, i well, have I'm mine my standard i have Cream cheese, which is like my go-to. Oh, yeah, that's a good one too. Go. I'll dip anything in cream cheese. <laughs> Hot Cheetos, pretzels. Oh, that. I don't know what beer they use in this beer cheese, but it's got just enough tang that I'm like, okay, it doesn't seem like just odd, like beer in a baked product from the folk frozen. <laughs> Wait, it's like, is it like oozing in the middle or like? Uh, it, what, yeah. What's so the I only microwave these, so they didn't. Um, mm-hmm. So it was oozing when they came out of the microwave, but we've oh, been talking okay. for about twenty minutes. So, but yes. Well, that's nice that it oozes. And uh, I did, I did the the beef mm. franks in a um, in the toaster oven also. So here, I, let's see if we can get a crunch on this. Oh, mm. that was a good one. Oh, I love. Delicious. 
Pretzels are just so delicious. I don't. I feel like not enough burger places do pretzel buns, and that's like my mm-hmm. favorite bun is the pretzel bun. Underutilized. Hmm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, juice. It's just like the best thing to make a bun out of. I almost went my rent against yeah. brioche buns. <laughs> uh, you don't well, like then, um, brioche buns? I don't need soft. Why? Soft. Yeah. Ed boy. It absorbs everything. It can't hold. Mm-hmm. But the pretzel, structurally, okay. mm, I dig. So get I dig that the bite. Mm. All right. Well, as I mentioned, Pope Pope Benedict on uh, that 80th birthday, he had pretzels, he had sausages, but he also had uh, some German beer. And as is reported He's in a couple so of different places, Pope. <laughs> yeah, Pope his favorite German beer was a Franziskaner Weiss beer, which is um, uh, a white beer, um, a wheat beer, Franziskaner. I think a lot of people you can u- usually find Franziskaner in most grocery stores oh, or beverage. Oh, I grabbed places. the can, but should I get that? Fra- is that? Oh yeah, can you grab the? Um, is that yeah, the guy's go- name, Franziskaner? Because I'm hearing Franciscano, like Franciscan. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. It's what it is. Look at it. Hey, it's hey. Franciscan on the bottle. Okay, I thought so. So, yeah, the Bened, uh, Pope Benedict uh, enjoys a Franciscan beer, but it's like a it's like a Hefeweizen. It's like a white beer. Wit beer um, is like a generic term for for um, a lot of different types of beer that come out of, of Germany. But um, uh, this one is going to be a, a more weedy beer, kind of like um, yeah. So um, a I need wheat a ale. how do I open this? Uh, you need a bottle opener. I need to open it with a real bottle opener. Yeah, so I'm going to open up mine here. We'll see if there's any ASMR. So. Ooh. <laughs> oh, nice. That was good. Uh, well, I'm going to enjoy some pretzel bites and, and this beer. Ed Boy, you got any um, German beer with you? No. Yeah, uh, I couldn't find that one. Well, I didn't really look okay. around much, but I got this one. It's a pretty pretty classic. Oh, yeah. Similar. Yeah. yeah. Weinstefaner, I think. Weinstefaner. And it's uh, that's a, a, a wit beer also, right? Yeah. Vice Vice Bavarian style. Now I know why I grabbed the can because I don't have a opener for this. Let me go with the can. <laughs> okay, I'll talk about the can also. Um, so we we um I I was able to grab another beer for CC get that delivered to her. So we're just celebrating Pope Benedict in this in this sec- section. Um, I um we picked up a Kolsch, which is uh, kind of like a golden ale, um, uh, German style. Kolsch and um, lighter and everything. So yeah, uh, you want to crack like open that can because I have I have red horse in my fridge <laughs> and it blends right in. <laughs> so I'll dig so... into this uh, this Kolsch also. Uh, the oh, reason that uh, the reason I okay, um, it's light, right? It's nice and refreshing. Very light. Some people might describe it as a session. Uh, drinkable. I know some folks don't like that <laughs> that descriptor. <laughs> every every beer is drinkable. Yeah, it was like if somebody says a, a, a beer is a session, it's it means like you know you can just use it while you're hanging out with friends, and it's not like low. Usually they they're meaning that it's lower alcohol content, and you can um, hang out for a whole session and have a few of them. Mm. Yeah. Ah. Oh, that Kolsch is, is good. And the reason I picked the Kolsch is it ties into our, our, our papal stuff uh, here. And, and we'll talk about um, one of my uh, trips to see uh, the Holy Father. But one of my um, very favorite uh, memories of all time is going to see um, Pope Benedict um, in World Youth Day 2005. And um, I just remember having some schnitzel 
and a Kolsch <laughs> beer on the on the Rhine River there in Köln. Were you old Rome, enough? Germany. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yes, I was old enough <laughs> in Europe. No, I'm just kidding. I was old enough in in. I was, I was 22 at the time, I believe. Oh yeah, I was, um, same. I was not old enough that year. Ah, that's what I was asking. Okay, I didn't go to yeah. Cologne though. But yes, that's one of my favorite memories: having a Kolsch, a German Kolsch, some German schnitzel um, there on the Rhine River in Köln, Germany, ready to meet the German Pope. It was it was just kind of really cool, cool experience. I think there were um, musicians playing. It was it was awesome, awesome times. Uh, with some awesome people from uh, my youth group, so we'll have uh, we'll have a couple more World Youth Day stories here in a second. But uh, but that's the reason mm. I, I wanted to celebrate Pope Benedict with a Kolsch. All right, any comments about your guys' beers? Well, Cece did already. Ed, Ed Very Boy, drinkable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've definitely had this one before. It's nice. Um, it's got a nice body to it without being like too heavy on the mouthfeel. I get some like notes of like banana, but like not in this distracting way. I don't think. Okay. Yeah. Banana. Yeah. There you go. Those Germans banana. putting banana. <laughs> I don't think they actually put it in there, but oh. Eddie's saying he gets he's getting the notes of a banana Sorry. flavor. I don't know um, maybe, how maybe. I don't know how beer's made, clearly. <laughs> I mean I think that could happen. Possibly. Right? Possibly. Throw some possibly. bananas in the barrel yeah, there. There we go. Right Cheers. Ross. Prost to uh, Pope Benedict, Prost. Pope Emeritus Benedict. All right, up next, uh, we've got a, uh, a dessert, another another sweet. Um, and full confession, uh, this isn't actually one of the desserts that, that any of the popes likes, but it's just it's kind of a play on that. It's all I could find, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll do better next time, I promise. From what I can see here, I'm not disappointed at all. Y- yeah, so what we have in front of us is a... Um, stuffed uh what do we call this uh, a, a cream puff, puff. <laughs> yes there we go a cream puff and so um pope john paul ii the uh his favorite of all sweets is uh this polish kind of cake called and i'm going to butcher this any of our polish fans feel free to um to correct me but kremowka papieska uh basically Does i think that i think that just means a cream, cream cake i think that's all that means oh my gosh okay people cream cake but but it's made after the style of a, of a Polish cake that has like this uh, light airy puff pastry on top and on bottom, and then inside there's a there's a pastry cream, a cream. Okay. And um and so. Well, this uh, is very similar. It's at similar description wise. It's similar, and I but my uh we'll we'll do a um kremovka papieska one day. We're gonna we'll do one. You're gonna make we're one. We're gonna bake one. We're gonna oh, do it. Okay. We're gonna, do it. <laughs> we're gonna try it. All right, we will. Yes. We'll eat it, or we'll find a, a restaurant. Oh, we have to say. Any recommendations for a Polish restaurant okay. that might have that? Let us know. Yeah, all right. These look really good. Uh, we'll just dig into this, and you know, cream puffs are so classic. Are, you know, a little. All right, here we go. Oh, can't go wrong with cream puff. Nothing fancy, but but delicious. Which a good. That's a decent you know. cream puff. Yeah. In the nice. grocery store. Oh, In the grocery really store. Grocery store cream puff. Good. Mm. Um, all right, there you have it. Well, that's that's that one. Oh, any any other comments about that? No, it's good. I mean, I mean, we've all had cream puffs before. It's an excuse to on this feast day to, to to celebrate a little bit more. Mm. All right. Okay. Up next, uh, we're gonna do some of uh, Pope uh, Francis's favorite foods. And so, um, in the Vatican cookbook, it says that some of his favorite foods are 
uh, empanadas. Oh yes. And uh, and steak. Steak? Yeah. Is there steak in this spread? Yeah, we got where? Some steak oh here my this... gosh! From so, where? Um, you went to Argentina before you came here. Well, no, I was hoping to get get some uh, South American empanadas and oh as well as um, some South American steak, South steak, but. But we ended up. I ended up going to um, uh, Top of the World. Uh, oh, the pun in the name of that restaurant. So yes. a local Sacramento restaurant, Top of the World, and we got some um, Spanish style empanadas and some uh, steak beef tips, um, as well as uh, we have some dessert empanadas, and we've got um, a yerba mate in a can. Don't write us. I know. This yeah. is not, <laughs> we were trying to get actual uh, steeped brewed yerba mate with. Um, in a gourd, con bombillas, with the straws and everything, the legit thing. But uh, the, the sad thing was I had it on order, Amazon, right? Oh, like, Amazon. Uh, full kit with, um, with tea, yerba mate tea. Uh, but yeah, so this drink, yerba mate, you may have seen photos of the, of the Pope drinking it. It comes with a gourd and a special straw. And it's just a style of tea um, uh, from South America. But uh, we've got it in a can. And uh, I know it's not the real thing, but is this some day. magical powers or something? I don't like, know. Is it, <laughs> like, other than the fact that the Pope drinks it, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, like, I know it's a tea, but yeah. like, what are the claims for this? You know? Well, listen to this. That's written on the can. All right. We've always believed there was a magical tree in the rainforest with powers to unite and energize, come to life with this high energy infused brewed from infusion brewed from the mighty emerald green. Mate leaves. So magical. As it is cactus. magical. All right. And I picked this particular flavor. This so this is flavored yerba mate. Um, this is enlightenment. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't get it until the second. Enlightenment, and it's um, it, you know, uh, enlightenment is connected to baptism. You can actually respond uh, with that word in terms of when, when the priest. This fun fact. Wait, what? If, if a priest, when the priest asks you, well, what do you desire for your child at a baptism? You can say one enlightenment. Of, one of the uh, the appropriate responses in the ritual is enlightenment, as in uh, your Christ, uh, your child being brought uh, to, the, to light, the light, the okay. light of Christ, right? You know, receive the loose, receive the light, as we say when we hand. How you come that. nobody gave us that option? That just sounds so much more fun, you know. Well, you, uh, well, you know, uh, for those that are looking to baptize children in the future, <laughs> now you know. I'm sorry that. Uh, they're gonna be um, like you're supposed to say baptism. I know. I, I, I'm sorry. I could say enlightenment. Some priest is gonna be really confused yeah. when somebody uh, says enlightenment. Of course, Father Raj said. So. Um, but it's right there in the in the ritual, like the valid option, so they can see it. If it's there. Anyway, that's so interesting. Why say baptism say and then say enlightenment. Maybe. Um, anyway, so you want to dig into some of these? Yeah, uh, it has caffeine. Are we gonna be a Oh yeah, I just I just really need some caffeine. Let's see. What is it? We, okay. Well, this is nice because I have no idea what it's supposed to taste yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I taste the mint. It's a, a little more subtle than than other teas in a can. It's a light type of mint, yeah. Yeah, and the tea flavors is also subtle. Um, they did. They it looks like they did add some cane sugar for some sweetness. So, oh, it's, a, it's refreshing. Yeah. I was gonna say I like that it's not. Like Arizona tea sweet or yeah, flavor. It tastes sure. very natural. All right. Okay, Pope Francis. All um, right. I feel healthy. Feel energized. Enlightened. With the light of Christ. I think so. Well, I was gonna say. <laughs> All right, let's dig into oh, these. Oh, man. I'm not sure what flavor these are in terms of or what the filling is, so we're just going to find out. I just um, so they, they it says that he loves empanadas. Yeah, that was one. Like... He said, I think his ideal meal was empanadas. Uh, some kind of steak and then some kind of dessert. I'd love to say the leche, I think. Ooh, I just love that um, he picked an empanada, you know? Yeah, you know? He's known for his very 
practical theology. <laughs> and this is like, you know, an empanada. This is this is one of the most practical foods you'll ever have. Sure, totally. It's a whole meal yeah, to go. Handheld. handheld. You can you can add they've got some dipping sauce here. I'm not yeah, really sure what this small is. Small enough like to a... like drive with in your hand. I mean <laughs> sure. like it's not like a burger. It's, I mean, this is... And like lots of cultures have empanadas. Yeah, some empanadas. version of it. Yeah, so exactly. I'm I'm very happy about this. All right, this here we selection. go. We don't know what's in here at all. We, I don't know. I don't know at all. I'm, okay. Are you... Savory. Yeah. It smells savory. Oh, it smells good. Okay, I'm going to do it without sauce? the sauce. I don't know. But I feel like the sauce came Shit. with it. Okay. Mmm, you're yummy. I like the dough. Yeah, I do too. That's what I was going to say. Mmm. I'm going to guess... Chicken is some kind of red sauce. Red sauce. It's hard because we've got also the salsa, the dipping salsa. You think that's chicken? Like a. It's like a like ground or, chicken. Yeah. What do you think? Pork beef. It's hard. I'm it's just cheesy. Getting all the sauce. Take it's another cheesy. bite. It's really it's cheesy. It's definitely cheesy. Middle. Yeah. I don't know. What does the menu say? Look it up. It's like yeah, maybe it's ground chicken or ground turkey or something. Again, we got these from Top of the World. You want to give us some, um, some tasting notes? What do you, what do you, uh, how do you like the crust? It's a little different than other. I like other crust. crust. Right off the bat, I see some good browning here and good, uh, nice like blistering. You, what I'm seeing here and what I'm kind of noticing, the dough is not too thick on the outside. Sure, That's sure. where a great start. It's definitely fried. Yeah. I love that it's soft in the middle, but it's still super crispy on the outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what's happening in the middle. It's good. I'm just like, I can't pin down because it's cheesy and a little bit tomatoy and meaty. Yeah. And, then, and I'm like, but it's not Italian tasting, but it's <laughs> also not. They're good. They're good. Cheesy. Yeah. Um, I, I was surprised either, by the either cheesy. some ground pork or ground chicken. I feel like I have not had a cheesy. I think this is chicken. Uh, so. A lot of flavor going on there. Um, what I appreciate um, the Filipino, it's like not too sweet or anything. Sure, you know, like, sure, yeah. Diff it's their Spanish style empanadas. Yeah, so very clear distinction. Yeah, nice aromatics there too. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, right. very good. I would, I could do a whole bunch of dozen of these for a meal. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we've got um, the steak part of Pope Francis' meal. Some um, beef tips. Let's see. I'm interested in this concept of steak tips. Yeah, beef tips. Yeah, beef tips. I don't. I don't think so. I mean. So I can give you the description of this one. You want the description? Or you want you know my those? family. We don't just make a tip. Well, I know, but I wasn't about to order us a whole steak. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a pretty good decision. Yeah. We're just snacking. This is the, uh, you know, the taste test. The those bananas were delicious. All right. These are uh, filet mignon beef tips, oh, well, uh, spicy know. plum and ginger sauce. From uh, top of the world That's again. That's like kind of like Asian-y notes. Yeah. Hmm. Um, interesting aroma. And then... Not what I was expecting out of this. Plum and ginger. ginger. A little more sure. complex than uh, um, expected. Like an eggplant. Okay, here. Yeah. What are you supposed to eat this with? Like this? Yeah, just, just eat, eat it? Just straight up. Oh, yeah, just straight okay. Up. I mean, I, I'm a, you might have eat it with rice or something else. Paired. You know, tapas, it's just you snack on things, right? So. Yeah. Mm, that's good. You like the sauce? That sauce is good. I'm digging in right now. That's really good. Oh, the meat is so tender. When you told me it was filet mignon, I actually didn't expect to like it. Filet mignon. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was good. That was oh, good. man. The sauce is delicious. And the, and meat, the meat is super tender. Perfectly Oh, man, cooked. that's a good. Yeah, top of the world. That'd be a great snack. I've never um, I've never had beef tips. So I expect, When you said beef tips, I expected like uh, brisket or like mm -hmm. chuck, something. Sure, sure, sure. You would stew for a long time with these. This works. All right. Oh, the sauce is tangy. I love the tanginess of the ginger. Even... 
even being sort of the room temperature kind of helps um, some of the other notes come through without it being too sweet, though. Yeah, yeah, the, you know. the plum isn't too over. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if this is exactly what Pope Francis was thinking about when he said this is a favorite, but I'm, I'm digging sh- the combo. I'm sure he'd eat that. Empanadas, <laughs> steak chips. All right. We want to dig into the, the dessert. What's this? Oh, I don't know. I ordered three things and they served us four containers. So I think this might be the dipping sauce for the dessert. Is what I... Dipping sauce for dessert? That looks desserty. I think it's ice cream. Ice cream? It was. <laughs> <laughs> it's still ice cream if we eat it right now. Yeah. Mm. It's now it's now dipping sauce. Yeah, it's now. <laughs> anyway. What do they say on shop when it doesn't set in time? Uh, it's uh, a dessert soup. <laughs> What are these? So these are um, caramel apple and bananas, and it looks like it's served with uh, maybe a vanilla bean ice cream with a little bit more caramel. So it kind of fits in with uh, with Pope Francis's meal, his dulce de leche. I mean, this is looking delicious. They are drizzled in uh, caramel sauce as well as powdered sugar. Nice golden brown, delicious. Oh my gosh, they look so shiny. And like not just from the um No, it looks like there's an egg wash on the Yeah, I was gonna say uh, not just from the caramel. Yeah. Alright. Mmm, the caramel's very good. Is it good? Yeah, yeah. it's like a darker very good apple flavor. It's got flavor. that savory caramel taste. Um I like that the apple's not too squishy. Yeah. Sometimes I can't stand that in like pies or something like, like totally that. Totally like disintegrated, right? Yeah. Well I like how they, they cut the apples. Yeah, delicious. Thin. Delicious, right? I like how they cut the oh my gosh. The banana crust is great. The apples are flavorful. Um, not uh, not as crispy or crunchy as sometimes you want with an apple, yeah. a little soggy, but but I think it works um, in the empanada. This is definitely a different dough than the other one. This, this is delicious, like a baked apple pie. I was gonna say this is a practal on the go yeah. apple pie. Yeah, yeah. Not too, else? not too aggressively spiced, not too sweet either. Very good balance. Um, what do you think of ice? What did you think of ice? It was good. It's really good, refreshing, sweet. It gives the sweetness that's like not. I feel like that's what's good about the pie. The pie's not super sweet by mm-hmm. itself, which you could eat a bunch of these. All right, that, that's a great meal. Empanadas, oh ice cream, dulce de leche, um, steak. All right, Pope Francis. Ten out of ten, Pope. Ten out of ten. Mm. Restore. <laughs> ten out of ten. I'm just. Oh man. Uh, awesome. Can you imagine having a whole meal of all this? Like, yeah. Yeah. Appetizer, entree. Dessert. Pope Francis' favorite meal from the Vatican cookbooks. Some empanadas and um, something sweet and some uh, some steak. There you go. Viva el Papa. There we go. All right. That was our taste test, uh, the Deus Munchy review. And uh, we're going to move all along here and keep up with our papal theme. We're just going to be snacking on these pierogies and pretzels and sipping mm-hmm. on this beer for this whole episode. So stay tuned. It might get wilder as we throw a papal party i tend to get louder as i uh as as the episode goes on oh as you engage in libations indeed (laughs) indeed cheers to the the holy father well again the the feast of uh the chair of saint peter is a a feast dedicated uh, to uh, the Pope and his authority as uh, the first apostle among the other apostles. Uh, and uh, the chair of St. Peter's actually, you know, there is a a relic of a, a chair in St. Peter's Basilica um, uh, there on the back wall where the Holy Spirit window is. Uh, Bernini has kind of uh, designed this bronze cast to go around a very ancient chair that was also used as a symbol 
Now, uh, there's varying reports on if that chair was actually used by St. Peter, and some studies have shown that the, the wood may be uh, not as old and uh, old enough to have been actually used by St. Peter. But as Pope Benedict uh, said uh, in uh, during his papacy when we celebrated the Feast of St. Peter, it's uh, the symbolism is what, what's important, that um, this chair of St. Peter is a reminder of uh, Peter, who who reigns uh, with humility um, in collaboration uh, as Bishop of Rome with the entire church. And it's this symbolism of, of his mission from the Holy Land to go all the way to Rome, uh, this central place of authority or power or government in the world. And he, as a vicar of Christ, uh, shared that authority and, and the kingship and the kingdom of Christ uh, with others. And so um it's a beautiful symbol and uh but interesting fact i think a lot of people don't know this or they 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 forget this that when we celebrate the feast of saint the feast of the chair of saint peter like the actual chair of of the pope is not at saint peter's (laughs) right uh it's at saint john lateran it is it is at saint john lateran right because uh St. Peter's Basilica is only a basilica. It's one of the four major basilicas in Rome, That's but it true. is not uh, the cathedral of Rome. Yeah. The cathedral the of Rome. The Pope's church is St. John Lateran. Yes. The Pope's church is St. John Lateran. And that's where uh, the symbolically is the chair of St. Peter, the, the, the chair of the Pope. And so as we celebrate this feast day today, we remember St. John Lateran and uh, the cathedral hmm. of Rome. Um, Wait, I have a question because. Please. So yeah, like. Okay, we celebrate all kinds of feasts, and I always thought this one was a little, not strange, but, you know, there's there's two of them that kind of confuse me. And I just, I think we've talked about, like, the hierarchy of some things before, of feasts or, what was it, solemnities or something. But, okay, yeah. so, like, the ch- and this is my mind, you've cleared it up, because that's like, oh, the chair of St. Peter. I lived in Rome to study when I got my master's, so, like, I'm like, oh, we're celebrating uh-huh. the actual chair because, like, you go to mass at the chair. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, yeah. it's it's the office. But there's also, like, we do celebrate, like, the dedication of, what is it, St. John? I think it's St. John Lateran that we celebrate, mm-hmm. we celebrate the dedication of that church. Like, how do they choose of all these things or who makes that decision of all the different things? Like, couldn't we just technically celebrate anything? Or, well, I mean, I Yeah, we could. We- I think part of it is devotion, right? So... Uh, we also fe- celebrate the the feast of Saint Mary Major, That's and uh, true. people mm-hmm. people are like, "Oh, who's who's Saint Mary Major?" And it's like, "No, it, <laughs> it's Saint Mary, the Major Basilica, right? Like, yeah, uh, yeah right? not a minor basilica." But people are like, "Oh, I've never I've heard of Saint Mary Magdalene. I've heard of Saint Mary, the Mother of God. Who's Saint Mary Major?" <laughs> that yeah, and that one's the specific. <laughs> yeah, or also people think that Saint John church. Lateran is a is a the saint. name of a saint also, but yeah. it's just St. John in Laterano, which um, is, again, just identifying what the Basilica is. But yeah, we could celebrate things. Uh, we have we celebrate, I mean, on, a, on the other side of the spectrum, we celebrate the beheading of St. John the Baptist, right? That's true. Or, yes, we um, do. We celebrate, I think, another <laughs> feast day. So another feast day is, yeah. We're sounding uh, weirder as you name I know. <laughs> it's not... We're just very Catholics. That's what it is. Um, I believe, I don't know what the exact title of, of the feast is, but some places celebrate the feast of, um, well, there's there's like churches, St. Peter in Chains, right? Or St. Paul in Chains. Yeah. Um, I think there Ooh, is a- St. Paul a, a, outside the wall. 
that a real name? Is that that's the name of a cathedral in Rome? Like, is that a, a basilica? Club? Yeah, it's one of the four they major fall basilicas. Outside the walls, like, okay, yeah. no, it's a basilica. But it's just, I just found that interesting. Like, how do they choose? Like, you know, do we celebrate anything else that St. Peter's? Like, is it just his chair? Is it? I'm just, um, <laughs> that's just the things yeah, I think about. That's a good question. Yeah, what, what would you what would you have him do? Celebrate St. Peter's uh his uh closet. No? I don't know. It's just random. <laughs> oh, and Saint I Peter's know it's not random. Yeah. St. Peter's keychain. <laughs> what did that, that be? Would be awesome? Why don't we celebrate St. Peter's? Keys. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. He has huh. the keys to the kingdom. Well, what I think if, if you cel- if you what had if another had devotion, is a carabiner, carabiner. Carabiner, yeah. I think, well, again, like these other feasts, it's it's um, the people celebrate it, and it becomes a tradition, and and then yeah. um, and then its symbolism has importance, right? So, um, you think in theory, this is all theoretical, but we could like. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, in she's theory, just thinking out loud here. If we could like create a popular devotion around something that that could, in theory, possibly, if it was grow like big enough to become like a feast. That's Maybe so cool. as long as it wasn't like too ridiculous, but I guess you know these yeah. other things are like somewhat ridiculous in a beautiful yeah. way, right? They're very yeah. unique and, and very. They're not really, you know, it's like you're saying, like it's symbolic, right? Because it's like not about the actual chair; it's about the authority. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm like, you know, well, Saint Peter of the, the keychain. Yeah. You know how fun yeah. would that be? <laughs> <laughs> <But>, and yeah. <laughs> And I'm glad you said that, that, that that's what we're celebrating, right? We're not actually celebrating a chair and we're not yeah. even celebrating technically. And, and I, saw, I said earlier that, that like the popes ruled from, from the chair, but, but it's their cathedra. It's their, it's their uh, place of authority. And that authority, again, uh, it comes from Christ. And that's, what we, that's why we celebrate today. That's, that's the love that we have, the affection, the admiration we have for the, for the popes is not uh, an idolization, an idolatry of them. It's... Um, it's not even it's not an idolatry of hierarchy or even that. It's just, just to recognize that that the Lord didn't abandon us and he he instituted a church and um he gave us a, a father, right? Papa, Pope means father. And um and um don't get it mixed up with, with people that were uh chanting um Viva uh, La Papa, La Papa. <laughs> which which means yes, CC, it means yeah. long live the potato. So don't chant Viva La Papa. Um <laughs> Viva el Papa or Viva il Papa, uh, along with the Pope. <laughs> Speaking of that, moving right along, it, um, I know uh, we all have uh, some wonderful papal memories, some Pope memories. Anybody, anybody want to share right now some of your favorite uh, papal moments or experiences or memories? I think I'll start because uh, I just have the one. <laughs> all right. All right, boy. <laughs> So it's the year's 2008, and um, I got to go, the great blessing to go to World Youth Day in Sydney, and with, yes. with then not Father Raj. It was like right. Still a seminarian at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Then not Father Raj. I wasn't even a seminarian. Even. Well, I was no, technically a seminarian. It was, it was the year, it was like my last hurrah before entering oh. uh, the seminary. Yeah. <laughs> almost Brother Raj. Yeah, almost there, almost there. <laughs> But it meant it meant I couldn't get into like any of the cool events yet, or any yeah, of the, there was a seminary specific event yeah. too. I know I missed out on those. 
just, just but, by uh, the next time I was able to go. So yeah, what was what was special about that, Ed Boy? So the one time I got to see it was um it was Pope Benedict XVI, and I think at this point I'm still kind of new to the faith. I had only gotten confirmed the year before that, and mm. you know, still a lot to learn, and you know, a lot to get familiar with, and so like who. Who else can can say in their like their second year of like becoming a Catholic they went to go see the Pope? Um, <laughs> not to brag, but like man, I forgot that. I for, no, but yeah. I forgot that that you were still new to the faith. That's that's wonderful. That's amazing. He's just fast tracking it, you know, all in. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, like, I mean, maybe I wasn't the only one who was kind of new to it, but like, I imagine there were like of all the hundreds of thousands of people around me, a lot of them have like known the faith for decades. And have read the read the readings of so many other popes, and um, even um, of Pope Benedict, maybe even before he um, before he was elected. And but for me, also pretty new. And and by this point, it was like it was was it the opening day where we saw him on the street? Well, it was sort of this like parade. And, you know, people had <laughs> filled the streets and um, they brought up the Pope Mobile. And by this time, I'm like, I'm kind of like exhausted. I've, I've, I've gotten sick. We've like been yeah, walking yeah. for miles. You had I, some travel issues. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I was in a new country for the first time in a long time. Um, probably. Starving. It was also winter. It, yeah. <laughs> it was winter in Australia yeah. and it was summer. We were, we were, uh, we were taking showers and like freezing cold water. Cause it was, that's all they had set up for us was cold showers in the middle of winter. It in was Australia. winter. Yeah. 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 So we jumped into that and, you know, a couple days into being a pilgrim, like, um, I'm just trying to hang on for dear life. <laughs> this point. Sure, sure. <laughs> but it's all at the same time, you kind of forget about it. Because it's all really exciting. You see all these people from around the world just so joyous and like singing their songs and um, just so eager to meet everybody. But, you know, everyone's there even just to see the Pope just drive by. And for me, that was enough. Because um, that was my first encounter with, with any Pope. And... Mm-hmm. I wasn't even that close to him. He didn't even look in my general direction, I don't think. I didn't make eye contact. You know, he definitely didn't like open his window and say what's up to me or whatever. Um, <laughs> but, <Aww>. like, <laughs> even just seeing him and like being, you know, somewhat close to him, you know, I forget all the exhaustion. I forget the whatever hunger I might have been feeling. I forget my condition. I just. I was just just filled with this like, you know, everything's all right, kind of feeling, huh. and almost as if like Jesus had reached out and just patted me on the shoulder, like you're gonna be all right, kid, you know. Oh, yeah. that's cool! Like to have that experience that's of beautiful the, the representative of Christ, right? That's what we know. That's what we call the Holy Father, the Vicar of Christ. Yeah, that representative to to have that connection, even amongst a million people. That the Holy Father was uh, being that instrument of, of Christ's uh, love in a real physical way uh, to you. I, that's that's a great way of sharing that, Ed. Yeah, yeah thanks. I def- yeah, I definitely um, didn't see him like as God, and I knew that. 
and but it's yeah, just like yeah. sort of like I knew who he was, and it just and how much how much that meant to not just me but to everybody. And that was that was enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very striking. Awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I was I was with uh, Eddie on on uh, that pilgrimage, World Youth Day 2008. As I mentioned earlier, I was able to see the Holy Father in um, in 2005. Uh, that was actually, in in some sense, it was, it was bittersweet. I talked about how it was really cool to be having a German beer on a German river with some German schnitzel, uh, ready to see the German uh, Pope, German uh, Holy Father. But actually, like in 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 contrast, um, it's so. It, for those that know, like his, historically, it was just a few months before World Youth Day 2005 that that the Holy Father uh, John Paul II passed away, mm-hmm. and um, and and I think I've shared some of this on the podcast before, but but John Paul II's writings were so powerful for me in terms of uh, helping me see the world in a different way, helping me recognize uh, the beauty of the Catholic faith in the time when I had a lot of friends uh, converting away from Catholicism. John Paul's writings, along with um, a few other um, key saints, kind of uh, rooted me, anchored me uh, to the church. And uh, so when we were making all our plans for World Youth Day 2005, um, we were all expecting or hoping to see Pope John Paul II. And it just turned out to be that um, uh, the Lord was going to take him sooner. Uh, But that's actually one of the stories that I, or like my, when we talk about papal moments, it wasn't even like one of me being in the presence uh, of uh, of a pope, it was in those last few months, last year, of watching uh, Pope John Paul II um, still live out his mission, his vocation, even when he was so weak. Even when, like, you, you would watch some of the the um, him getting on and off the plane, um, and it was just you could tell it was difficult for him. Or like walking to somebody, you know, um, or even holding the chalice at mass, raising the chalice. You saw him struggle, but for me, it was it was so powerful to watch him. Uh, even though his his body was weak, his spirit still wanted to serve God, serve others. And um, for me, that's like the one most beautiful images, moments, things I was able to witness or share is just watching the Holy Father live out his vocation all the way uh, to the end. And, uh, you know, I think that the the um, scripture line of, of Simeon of, um, you know, uh, now let your servant go in peace. Mm. Uh, mm. I saw that with like with with uh, the Holy Father and that that'll last with me. Um, you know, I don't know if those videos are still available. I'm sure they are of like uh, those last things. And, you know, we, we see pictures of the Holy Father, Pope John Paul II, like snow, uh, skiing or like with sunglasses on. And those are great. <laughs> I love those photos like him with like doves and laughing and all that stuff. Those are great. <laughs> but watching him, like his willingness to, to suffer and even something as simple as stepping down the stairs of a plane just to meet people, um, mm. to share love uh, with others that, that that'll stick with me. Mm, that's beautiful. So you see, you got some Pope stories. Yeah. You, you studied well, in Rome. I did. And you know, there's something about World Youth Days. Like, I, I studied for in sure, Rome, so sure. it, it was kind of, I mean, it was cool to study in Rome because it was literally like, hey, you know, some of my friends were studying in Rome at the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh-huh. I know Father Brian Sullivan was over there um, sure. when I was defending my thesis, and it was literally like, hey, you want to go 
to the Angelus on Sunday. <laughs> like when yeah. it was like so casual, like, hey, we'll do mass at the crypt of Saint So and so, and then we'll catch the Angelus with the Pope and then grab some gelato. Like it was very like, oh yeah, are you going to Wednesday's audience? Like you got to it was very like but like World Youth Day is just such a different experience. And I've had, you know, like as as much as I loved living in Rome while I was studying there, I feel like, you know, um World Youth Day was my big experiences. And actually, Sydney, I had a really big moment that really, like, defined, I think, like, how I carried ministry moving forward. Like, mm-hmm. as Eddie was mentioning, like, it it was winter in Sydney. And, like, I was leading a group for my parish. Like, I was the, I was facilitating that group and, like, heading it up and organizing it all. And I just remember the group kept getting bigger and bigger. And I wanted so bad for like everyone that wanted to go to go. So I just like kept taking on more people. And like, then we were trying to figure out fun. By the time we were going to leave, I didn't even want to go anymore. Like legit. I was like, <laughs> y'all can just go without me. Cause I was, cause I was very much like, well, if we're going to go, like we, I want them to have formation. Like, I don't want to just take this group of kids, you know, halfway across the world to see the Pope. Like, and like have them like not know what the heck we're doing there. Right. So it was like a lot of work to plan to fundraise, you know, I'm taking a bunch of kids, you know, from like the hood to Sydney to see the Pope. It was a whole ordeal. And I got sick, which I think that's a very common thing. I blame it on the Australia winter though, but because mm-hmm. that, that change in climate was like, what is happening? Um, you know, we were leading our group and, you know, I mean, we were a big group. We were like 50 or 60 people. We had two priests with us and, you know, it was a mix. It was teens and young adults. We had two priests. We had two seminarians. So there was just a lot of logistics as far as like, okay, how can we move people? What's, you know, safe environment overseas? Like the priests got to go get their credentials. The seminarians have their, you know, it was too much. (laughs) So I remember the Pope's arrival and they like, you know, the Pope, they don't tell you when you sign up, the Pope doesn't actually get there until like three days after the thing has started. <laughs> so like what Eddie's saying, right? Like, yeah, we've been walking everywhere. We're cold. We're there's, you know, and not to mention, like, they also don't tell you, like, I mean, they tell you, but you don't really absorb it in your mind that like 200, like hundreds of thousands of other people are also going to be going there at the same time as you, right? So like yeah. everything's crowded. Everything has a line. Every bus is full, every train, you got to wait. You're right. So like by the time the Pope was going to arrive three days later at Barangaroo, I'll never forget it. I was literally like, y'all do what you want. I had my priest bickering. I had, it was a whole thing. I was like, (laughs) can he, can he just drive by? Like, I didn't even, I just remember all my youth, they all went up to the gate, you know, the grill, they wanted to be in the front. And I was like, just can just, can he just hurry up? Cause we need to get back on the train before everybody gets on. Like, this is me, right? I was already like thinking like a mom trying to make this easy. And like, I couldn't even enjoy it. I felt cause I was so tired and so exhausted. And I was like, not in the moment. I was like coordinating this experience and you know, the Pope goes by and I'm legit like, all right, y'all, we got to go. Like, <laughs> I mean, I had my little moment like, Oh, this is great. Woo-hoo. All right. Pick your stuff up, grab your American flag. Hug whoever, let's get out of here. <laughs> and um, <laughs> if you've been, everybody hugs at World Youth Day. Maybe not posts. I don't know what's going to happen in Portugal. But, um, and I just remember three of these girls who were in my youth group, I'll never forget it. It was Sheila Murray, Marlena, <laughs> I don't know, she has a new last day, but Marlena Alvarez and Erda Cuenco. They turned around like after the Pope and they were bawling, dude. Like 
mm. bawling. You know, they were like, ah, the Pope looked at me. And like, he looked at me too. He waved at me. They're like crying. Yeah. And yeah. like, it hit me in that moment. And I'll never forget because someone actually has a photo of this, but I started crying. And like, I heard God say to me, like, I, I mean, I think he actually said it to me, but he said, like, do you see what you can do when you let me use you? Hmm. And it was like this first understanding. Dang. Yeah, no, this was like, a, I have a photo. I'm a, but we can post it on social. It's an ugly crying sure. photo and everything. <laughs> but like, I had this moment where it was like, you know, I got so lost in the planning and like trying to facilitate this experience, right? For these young people that like, I didn't get to experience like, you know, this beautiful, like, woohoo, you know, I didn't get yeah, to cry yeah. inside the book. I wasn't there mentally. Um, or even spiritually, but like sure. in that moment, it was like this understanding of like, just let God use you and like lead others to him mm-hmm. and that it doesn't always look pretty for you. But then after that moment, I enjoyed yeah. the whole rest. <laughs> there of you go. Oh, <laughs> and man. I was like, snap out of it. Cecilia. Like, it's going to be hard. Right. Cause I feel like that was me. Like, that's like a microcosm of my spiritual journey. You know, like uh-huh. everything sucked. Everything was hard after I you know, found the Lord, I had to leave my, everything sucked. It was all sucked. And then it was like, bro, just like, it's, it's going to suck. It's okay. Like, just, just let it suck, but enjoy it too. Cause it's awesome. <laughs> and yeah, like, no, from totally. there on, my whole panorama changed. I saw the Pope again and I waved at him this time. <laughs> and I like, <laughs> yeah, I think he did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, nice. but it was a whole like, wow. Like, one you know the pope the pope did that i mean in, in this roundabout way of like how yeah. right and i think that's what's important like to note about like the pope like it's not it's not about the person right like i mean it yeah. is because it's him but it's more about like the leadership and the way the spirit moves through the church because yeah, yeah. of the chair right because of the symbol of who he is so yeah yeah that's that's one of my really big pope stories i hope he doesn't ever hear that like dang she was just like hurry up <laughs> <laughs> Pope Mobile, just drive over here. You could do the whole loop. Just come here fast so I can get out of here. <laughs> just just drive by fast. Break the speed limit because I'm trying to go rest in the I'm hotel. Trying, right? I'm trying to go on the gym floor. On the gym floor of the school, yeah. It's time for me to take another towel and all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hop on this. I need to, we need to get on this this we bus packed up. <laughs> Bunch of smelly teenagers, <laughs> and then and everybody and the Lord spoke loud. directly to you. <laughs> yeah, he did. The, the Lord let said, let, "Let me use you." Ah, oh, that's beautiful, awesome. Dope. Well, if you guys have, if any of our listeners have some awesome uh, Pope stories, uh, share them with us in in the DMs or um, in the comments, and 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 we'll mention them next time uh, on the pod or some other time, or um, just share them with one another. I think it's cool to see what what other folks think about. Um, their experiences with the Holy Father. I've got a, a, a few more. Uh, maybe we'll save them for some other time. But um, any any tips or, or tricks uh, with papal encounters, CC or, or Eddie? I got a couple. But, um, I so wish I studied I had in four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I studied in um in uh, in Rome for a summer, right? Not too, not as long as uh, CC was there, but but I, I picked up some tips uh, and some and things. Uh, in terms of seeing the Holy Father and, and the audiences uh, are tough. They're ticketed. The um, same thing with uh, papal masses. They're, those are tough. They're ticketed. Uh, but, but the Angelus isn't. And uh, <laughs> well, I mean, when, when they were doing them outdoors in, in St. Peter's Square. So if you want to see the Holy Father, just, you know, on uh, um, uh, whenever he's doing the Angelus, whatever, depending on the time of the year, uh, Wednesdays or, or um, uh, Sundays, 
go and uh and and he will um you know and you get to see him from there i'm not sure exactly what the protocol is it's been a couple of years but that's one way and then my other kind of major big tip is like if you do get the chance to go to an audience or to a um, papal mass uh try to find a place near one of the railings if you want to really get close to the holy father and see him Try to have find a baby with you. And be next to a baby. Yes. <laughs> so, like, uh, I'll post some of my pictures on social, but, like, both times I saw, when I saw Pope Benedict for a papal mass and when I saw the, uh, Pope Francis for a papal mass, uh, I was right next to a baby, and I got I got some really close-up photos with, with the Holy Father. So <laughs> yeah, I'll post those. We'll see, we'll see how close I got because I got I was right next to a baby, and the, the, the popes, they love to go up to the babies. Some uh, Pope Francis is known if you bring a zucchetto, especially if a, a kid does. He will trade his zucchetto yeah. uh, with the one that you're offering him, and, and yeah. so like that's one way. And so those are some Soc- Argentina some quick tips. soccer jerseys too. Are <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> quick for the Pope? No, really. <laughs> they stand out in the crowd, and he's always like thinking, "Yeah, oh yeah, those Rome." You know what? Something this is like more random, and it's not necessarily like seeing him. But I remember mm-hmm. when I first went to study in Rome. One of like the coolest things for me was like, if you go to St. Peter's at night, sometimes his apartment light is like on. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so like, Oh look, like what's, what are we, it's like so random and it's just like a very like homely thing, but it's like, Oh, he's like probably praying the rosary or maybe he's just mm-hmm. laying down having a little snack before bed. Like he's just chilling. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it was yeah. like, wow, it feels so like homely. Like, Oh, he's it's like, just, um, the uh, you walk by, at Disneyland uh, on Main Street, they have the lamp for, uh, you know, uh, um, Walt's apartment. Yeah. And people always talk about, it, like, oh, that's so cool. You know, Walt Disney, yeah. God his soul, has, has been dead for many years now. But, like, you know, people are like, oh, that's cool. It's like he's still working. And But then, but that's like a real life thing. Like, yeah, that's I wonder like, if the Pope he... is writing an encyclical right now. You yeah, know, like, whatever. I wonder what he's like, doing. Like, it's kind of yeah. late. Like, what's he doing still up? Or, like, oh, he wants to better some empanadas. <laughs> isn't that cool yeah. i don't know it was just like a random thing that brought me so much joy because i yeah, i cool studied things. near the vatican so we'd often like you know grab gelato and, and just stop sure. by over there and hang out and it was like oh he's home like <laughs> i yeah, don't know totally. that, well, that I mean, father like a... figure right it's like oh my dad. yeah yeah, yeah. A little light <laughs> we're gonna move on to our next segment which uh we've done this before with something similar for our our most recent holiday uh episode where we were rating different people's uh holiday plates so what we're gonna do is um um we're going to rate the different popes like favorite foods and so um bon appetit in um in a few years ago i did an article about some of the recent popes and their favorite meals their favorite foods so um we're gonna rate these um from what do we do are we doing one to five one to ten one to five all right one to five so uh, we're going to rate these uh, these meals of uh, these various uh, Holy Fathers. All right, so here we go. First one up, Martin the Fourth, Pope Martin the Fourth. Um, so Martin the Fourth is he's um, he, you know, not all the popes were, were the greatest, but he's considered one of the one of the gluttonous popes. Um, <laughs> What? Is there a list of them? Yeah. Uh, of all the things to be known for as a pope. Well, that man liked to eat. Uh, yeah. He did. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm looking at him up now. Like, is there a picture or like a maybe. painting? But anyway, um, so Bon Appetit uh, <laughs> talked about how um, how he had a passion uh, for, for eels cooked in 
uh, Vernaccian wine, right? Vernaccio wine. Um, so much so that he liked these eels that that uh, that it said that the uh, an epitaph um, for uh, Pope Martin said the eels are happy because here lies dead he he who as if they were guilty of murder had them flayed. <laughs> That's how much he liked eels. Uh, no. <laughs> so I mean, you can include the story with your your voting, but what do you think, Pope Martin the the fourth said. Uh, his fondness for flayed eels in a Vernaccian wine. In the world. <laughs> Rate it one to five. I, <laughs> I'm just so shy. Like, I've never worry. had I've never had Vernaccian wine, but I, was, I can imagine eels cooked in wine. Not necessarily my jam. I'll probably give it a three. Okay. Yeah, I might abandon the plan and like cook the eel in like soy and mirin and. That's what I was okay. gonna say. <laughs> I've only ever had it, you know, like Asian okay. style. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, but you know, I don't, I haven't had brunette. I like anything cooked in wine, though. I mean, it can't That's be true. that bad, right? So, like, yeah. I maybe a th- I'm three and a half, just because I think there's hope for it. Yeah, there's potential there. I'll give it a three, also, until I know yeah. any better. Yeah, you know, okay. fun All fact right. about Martin the Fourth: he's actually in the Divine Comedy. Um, oh, Dante's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dante's. He's featured in the he's featured in the Purgatory section. <laughs> Probably for gluttony. With the eels in the Venetian <laughs> No, there you go. Look it up. Oh, that's Pope. funny. Oh, Pope Martin the Fourth. <laughs> All right, uh, here goes another one. Um, uh, so this is Leo of the Thirteenth. Um, so. An 1895 medical journal uh, described, you know, kind of uh, the Pope's eating habits, and so uh, this is what uh, this is what he would do: at breakfast, a cup of coffee with milk and a small roll of bread; at dinner, soup, a little boiled meat with potatoes or some other vegetable, and a small glass of Bordeaux; at supper, I guess there's dinner and supper, mm-hmm. uh, soup and some bread <laughs> with the same quantities of wine as a, at dinner, and sometimes between meals, a small cup of broth. So. I mean, we're we're big fans of soup here on the mm-hmm. on on famine fed famish. We're also fed, big so. fans of bread and bread and of yeah. coffee. I mean, that <laughs> yeah. was a solid lineup. That's a solid. That's like what I eat uh, like on some days. That's what I was going to say. Essentials of life, that's right a, there. Yeah, you know, yeah. I like how it's very give, simple. Yeah. What do yeah. you give? I'm going to give that a, a solid four. Solid four. You guys? Yeah, I agree. I, I, yeah, there's some stability there. There's some nice discipline in the in the schedule and enough variety that you get a, you know, a lot of that a day in the life's essentials. Four it is. There yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd give it a four also. I would, is this Pope Leo the 13th as in um, Rerum Navarum, Pope Leo the 13th? I believe so. I mean, because, if he was you know, that, I mean, yeah. It, it, first, it, yeah, I love, first Pope of the 20th century, yeah. There yeah. we go. Because I feel like, okay, Ram Navarum, right, talks about just a lot. I mean, it was kind of like the document that spoke, you know, a lot about, like, what the social teachings of the church are, like, founded yeah. upon. Set so, like, to know that, yeah. yeah, so, like, to know that that's, it's a very simple, like, meal Practical. menu. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, just, I just have an even fonder, as a person who works in the social justice of the church field, I just have a very deep appreciation totally. for the simplicity of his daily uh-huh. meals. Totally. I mean, you know, but the necessity that's of coffee he... to do that. Yeah. Work. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> coffee in the morning with some bread. I mean, he just sounds, this is, this is right up my alley. So 
I'm going to give okay. him a four and a half just because Ooh, I, I just wanted to confirm this was Rerum Navarum, Pope 13th. I dig know, it. Pope Leo the 13th. So. Awesome. All right. John the 23rd. Uh, Ooh, he's a fun yeah. one. And, you know, uh, uh, of recent memory, more recent memory. Uh, John twenty third um, was known for for being a solid, hearty eater. Uh, I was he say, was he looks a, like a jolly guy. Yeah, <laughs> born to a farming family, and so he he um, he uh, enjoyed a lot of things. But but it's said that he um, he loved polenta most of all. So polenta is the base, um, and uh, you know, taking in like farmer peasant traditions, they would mix it in mix in uh, vegetables with a little meat. Occasionally, some cheese such as Taleggio or Robiola, and sometimes extravagant and delicious cheese uh, from France. So, uh, consider that all that like countryside hearty meal with polenta, fresh vegetables, um, a little bit of uh, 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 meat, some cheese, Taleggio. This is some like under the Tuscan sun polenta. This is your average <laughs> polenta, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds um, good. It sounds good. I mean, anything with polenta and cheese, I'm, I'm down for. Uh, I'll give that a, a a four. I don't know. Any other, other thoughts, comments? I'd give it a four also. Yeah. Solid I lineup. Could... Oh, I love that he's, you know, that's some like farm to table cooking right there mm. too. Also revolutionary. Yeah. You go ahead, John, the 23rd. <laughs> go ahead. Your farm to table polenta in the Vatican. Okay. okay. Is that like a... Eddie? Sort of like hearkening to Sacramento, the uh, like yeah. farm the fork capital of Sac- the country? Yeah, yeah Zach, Zach Love. I'm sure there. I'm sure you can find a menu in Sacramento today that has a uh, uh, polenta and telegio, you know, and some, and some yeah, and seasonal seasonal, seasonal vegetables. vegetables. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Let us know where where it's at. What menu it's at right now? Okay, and I think that's yeah. Uh, I'd say I'd give that a four. It's you know speaking to the versatility and like sort of ingenuity of 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 taking because I was. Just, kind of like musing earlier today just about how you know how rice is so versatile and universal and you know mm-hmm. corn polenta you can prepare that in so many ways and have it with so many things and just the versatility and um being able to turn that into a comfort food it's beautiful yeah yeah totally all right so i think four is around right all Solid. right here we go next next one paul the sixth Oh, love him. Um, he was right. Sorry. So, uh, <laughs> he was right. Paul the sixth. Uh he um uh well one thing. Okay, I don't we don't need to score this, but he was known to unwind in the evening with a light scotch and soda. All right, Ooh. let me dig that. Um Fancy. Uh yeah, scotch and soda. And um but uh reportedly he he had um um some uh religious sisters who uh prepared his meals also. And uh, his this is his lineup for the day. He would do coffee again, staple. Nice. Uh, coffee, a roll and fruit for breakfast, mm. pasta and meat with wine uh, and mineral water for lunch. And mineral um, water. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't have his uh, dinner listing, so we'll, we'll we'll base it on this. So mineral water, pasta and meat with wine, and and coffee, a roll and fruit for breakfast. Some simplicity there too, mm. but mm-hmm. I like how it just right. you know. Meat braised with wine. That's, uh, you know, that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, I mean, that's a good way to cook meat for sure. In, indeed. Indeed. Well, uh, not, not eels though. We're not sure about eels. We're not sure. I mean, you know, there's a texture question um, <laughs> uh-huh. with the eel there. 
But wasn't Pope Paul VI the one who, um, he reformed, I think, fasting and abstinence and stuff a little bit, didn't he? He did. He did. He reformed uh, the rules on fasting and, and, and abstinence from meat. Um, yeah. And so uh, Maybe so, yeah, he that, didn't that eat dinner at all. As a form of to make up for all the other folks that was gonna, you know, mm. have to adjust a little bit because of the rules he changed. That's why it's not listed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nice. the rules. He's like, all right, reason. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change these. Uh, I'm gonna change the rules. I'm gonna let people know it's okay, but just in case, I'm just never gonna have dinner again. <laughs> 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 no, <maybe>. Yeah. <laughs> And then maybe we'll, we'll 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 find out on the other side of eternity. Maybe Paul the sixth. Yeah, he took on more fasting because he knew some folks were gonna were gonna go yeah. lighter on it. He went. Yeah. I mean, that's wouldn't possible. that be amazing? I'm, that's the first question. Beautiful. Write, write that down. That's the first question I'm gonna ask when I get to heaven. <laughs> the first one. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> okay. Question. <laughs> If you want to hear more about uh, uh, fasting and hungering for food, check out our, our Lent episode, which is coming out uh, next month with our special Woo! guest, uh, Venus. So that'll be a fun one. Um, but check that out uh, next month as we get into to Lent. But yeah, yeah, Paul the Sixth, uh, simple. Um, well, I like the little touch of the meat with the wine and mineral uh-huh. water. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like simple, but still fancy. Mm-hmm. Still a little fancy. Yeah. You know, I mean, I... Yeah, I'd give that a solid four. They had fruit in the breakfast, which I am a big yeah. fan of. So I like the addition. I'm going to go with with a three, maybe a three and a half, just because that's not my jam for breakfast. I need something. I, I can't just do a roll. And I know it. maybe he had a roll with other stuff, but I can't just do. He had coffee. Do, he had coffee and, and fruit. <laughs> but like, I can't just do a plain roll. I'm never a plain roll guy. I need that thing toasted. Mm. I need like oh. some butter and jam. Maybe so. he was dipping it in olive oil and balsamic vinegar. In the <laughs> Maybe. 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 Okay. I'm gonna give no it a plain solid rolls. three, three and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Missing some details there. Well, again, it sounds, sounds like another kind of very good regimented lifestyle. A lot of variety there. I'll give it another four. Very respectable there. All right, yeah, there you I go. So All right, we're. We're coming up on uh, the recent popes, and so um, uh, we already taste tested some of their favorite stuff. Uh, but uh, in addition, uh, this is what kind of John Paul II's uh, daily kind of meal uh, was. Uh, John Paul would have a buttered roll, see? Buttered oh, roll, okay. specified. <laughs> buttered roll with a glass of goat's milk for breakfast. Whoa. Okay. okay. Um, Polish meats and wine for lunch. Okay, wine again. And then cold cuts and leftovers for dinner. So they specified that he would have leftovers for Mm. dinner. So I wonder if um, he let the, maybe he let the the nuns go home after, you know, back to the convent. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, you know, yeah, they'll make, they'll have them make dinner. Maybe he just did his own leftovers, you know? Yeah. Just the image is fun, right? Like him walking into the kitchen, like, what's left over here? (laughs) So human. I love it. Get my gelato first, then you can go home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, I'm not sure about the goat's milk. I don't know if I've I was going to say, has anyone milk. had goat's milk like that? I've never like drank it straight up. I'm, yeah, like in a cup. I've made like... a hot chocolate with it. That was pretty good. But oh, you oh, had? You yeah? did? Okay. okay, that's more than I've done. I've only ever had like goat cheese, mm. not goat milk. Mm. It would taste meats. good. Yeah, I don't know that I would repeat it. <laughs> Uh, like, was it like tangy? Did it have a nice? Tang? It had the 
sort of like you know goat element to it. Okay. <laughs> kind of okay, gamey. Yeah. Oh, okay. How is milk gamey? Okay. Nice. Maybe nice. it had a different texture. Mouth had that. I guess this is true. Had sort of that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to use the right word here, so I won't. The okay, there we go. That's that's. There's a okay, little fun yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I wonder if it says it says Polish meats. I wonder if that's like a kielbasa, Polish sauce, Polish sausage. Yeah, I don't know. Me, yeah. 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 Um, you know, because the goat's milk is a is that's an unknown factor it's for me. Deal breaker for I'm, me. I'm gonna go with a three and a half. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you toss into other stuff that the Holy Father like gelato, uh, papal cream cake, all the sweets, and uh, pierogies, then okay, I'll give the Holy Father straight up five because there's a lot to pick from. These these cheese and potato pierogies alone. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, we've gone the true. entire episode subsisting on that. This is true. Yeah. It's true. I think I'd give it a, a three and a half as well. I think I'm factoring, I'm, I'm adding the, instead of what, I'm adding the half in just because, you know, our studies have shown that the Pope, what, Pope John Paul II had a sweet tooth. Hmm. And I feel like, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I could eat something this simple. I might just not drink the goat's milk and it's a lack of coffee. But if I'm eating, you know, cream puffs, like, <laughs> and sneaking <laughs> away true. to buy some gelato. Cream puffs and gelato. I might be all right uh, with a little bit more of it. If it was just this and none of the sweets, then I think um, it'd be just a three. But I'm going to kick it up 0. 0.5. I think I'll make it a 4.5. Maybe I'll put some – I'll put the goat's milk in some coffee. <laughs> and that'll that'll mask anything that, like, I don't agree with. Ooh. I wonder why I, I like, kind of want to just try it. It's pretty widely available now. Yeah. Is that another episode? Maybe we'll do it on, a, on our mortification stream. I think we should try it. Just shot of goat milk for everybody on the stream. <laughs> shot of goat milk for John Paul II. Yeah, yeah I think that's a great All idea. Right. You heard it first. All right, All right. Benedict the Sixteenth. Moving on, Benedict the Sixteenth. We we already tried his Franciscaner Weiss beer um, and uh, pretzel, but he also was known um, to enjoy Bavarian Christmas cookies and chocolates Ooh. from uh, the German city of Aachen, um, and he also. Uh, uh, for dinner, would uh, enjoy a glass of uh, Piedmontese wine. Mm. Doesn't say much about his. Um, uh, oh, um, and then some German meats and German sausages and, and whatnot. So, um, Pope Benedict's meal, Pope Benedict's palate. Thoughts? It's very German. Oh, I yeah. mean, obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> Wait, are the are these are these cookies? That's the ones in the blue tin, right? Like, is that those, the cookies? I don't know. That's Danish. what I. What I, mean, I Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. Sorry. When I hear but what if it was? Like, what would you score him? <laughs> That's instantly what I came mean, to they're my functional. Mind. You can use them to store things afterwards. Yeah, afterwards. Just you put your storage value. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had a Bavarian Christmas cookie. I'm not really sure like what that. makes them. Let's, let's do a quick search. But um, what about all the you know stuff? Beer, like pretzels. About- what I love about this list is, like, to me, they're very social foods and drinks, right? Like, okay, cookies, sure. Christmas cookies, which are usually super shareable, chocolate, like, 
you know, drinking beer, eating uh-huh. sausages. That's like hanging out with my friends' food. Hmm. Like I, yeah, I just, yeah, totally. I, I like, I like that about the lineup. It feels very informal, and it's like you know, uh-huh. he was a pope that a lot of people viewed and or perceived as like really strict, uh-huh. and you know, kind of you know, they call, some called him like the German, you know, the German shepherd. And but it's like, sure, wow, sure, this sure. is what he's eating. You know, he's chilling at the Vatican, like drinking a brew, <laughs> eating a sausage with yeah. his homies. You know, yeah. like that's. <laughs> Like I, sure. I like that. I think a four. Uh-huh. I give this a four. I like. I like the socialness of what you. You know, that, that reminds me of a story. This wasn't here in this in this article, but it reminds me of the story that it was such big news when people found out that Pope Benedict liked Fanta. Like, <laughs> you guys remember the story? Specifically, you guys remember I the story? Not. I think. What? Okay, so like, we... it was like. So it, for Orange Fanta, like it was the like you would have a glass of Orange Fanta with dinner. Also, like I remember making the news and people were like. <laughs> The Pope drinks soda, and, but it is this thing of like we um we imagine um uh, I'm gonna see if I can pull it up. I feel like it was like the New York Times that broke the story or something. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the popes enjoy Fanta. There's that one scene in the two popes. I think they're sitting on the couch watching foot soccer and and they're drinking Fanta. Wow. <laughs> I just read an article. Just Pope Pope Benedict drink at least four cans of orange Fanta a day. <laughs> There you go, exactly. <laughs> That's a lot of Fanta. I mean, he enjoyed it. There I gave him a 4.5. He has a 4.5 just for the Fanta. I did not know about the Fanta. That's like a whole new level of like relatability with the food. I exactly. agree, yeah. Totally. And I feel like that uh, goes so uh, well with like the sausage and everything. And you got uh-huh. something to call that richness. Yeah. yeah, it's like non-alcoholic friendly too. So like you're chilling with the Pope. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't want beer, wine? I got Fanta. Got a lot of Fanta. Yeah, you got your Fanta. Got you covered. He's got enough to have four cans a day, so you know he's got a stockpile. <laughs> this is go. so. I mean, it's just so interesting. I mean, I um uh, the other thing that I know about Pope Benedict in his his leisure time is that he one of his hobbies is he really liked to play piano, like to relax mm. and hang out. Um, and so I just imagine, like, he uh, after a long day, he um, he strolls up to the piano, pours himself a glass of Fanta, <laughs> and you just imagine him like resting it on the piano, and he's just playing some amazing concerto or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dig it. I'm gonna give the meal and that image of the the Holy Father eating uh, and drinking Fanta. Um, I'm gonna give that like four four point five. Also, totally relatable. Oh yeah, yeah. And then toss in some German chocolates for sure. I mean, gosh, right? Like, yeah. he's throwing a dinner party. Saka <laughs> Toto. <laughs> yeah, you can there watch you a go. game at his at the papal apartment with that. That's a Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's a every Sunday football that's game. That's a good spread. That's yeah, a good spread. Jeez. I mean, he's got the house you can stop by at any time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Man's and, then, um, and then uh, Pope Francis, uh, this Bon Appetit article didn't include Pope Francis, but uh, in my own research, uh, we've already talked about some of the stuff that he likes, empanadas, uh, steak, uh, yerba mate. Um, he's also known to be a big fan of, of, of pizza, several pizza stories with, with Pope Francis <laughs> that I think we, we looked at during the, the pizza episodes. Um, but also he, he likes uh, ice cream, soft serve ice cream. He, he gave away tons of soft serve ice cream on his own birthday. That's so, cool. um, so specifically soft serve ice cream that's so random <laughs> actually i'm not sure if it's soft serve i'm just looking at the picture right now and i just imagine it looks like it's soft serve so i might be wrong it might not be soft serve but, well, I, mean, but ice cream. I feel like only soft serve really would look like soft serve that's like, true <laughs> it's, it's, yeah it's it from a, a distance because it's like on like racks of like 
it kind of it's like racks so i'll show you guys but uh it's but it's not like racks because they're trying to serve like a bunch of people so i just okay. imagine it's soft I'm just serve, so but... intrigued like he like likes dairy queen like what <laughs> <laughs> where's he getting this oh that reminds serve? me of another story that i found about um and just going back to pope john paul ii's favorites that he was a big fan of Yuhu. that when he came to five. the united states <laughs> he liked you giving that five and the he yeah. said five <laughs> i think i still have nice. a shirt somewhere um <laughs> A Yuhu shirt? Yeah. Nice. Uh, what? All right, so Pope, Pope, back to Pope Francis. Pope Francis's uh, his meals, what do you think? Oh, Dulce de Leche also is, uh, is part of Pope Francis's, uh, uh, his jam. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, what do you give it? I mean, just based on the stuff we ate, I mean, you we have, like, what, the steak tips, the empanadas. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a solid 4.5, if not a 5. I feel like if I'm gonna we had give... some real yerba mate, it might be a five. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a four point five. Also, I mean, plus pizza, yeah, yeah. Factoring that all in five, I feel like the way... it looks seems like this <laughs> oh, trend of like... Eddie, Eddie's like the you get you giving out the scores today. You were like, I don't like goat milk, four and a half <laughs> or whatever it was. But I'll change my mind later because of Yuhu. He's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It was a goat Yuhu. No. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Stop. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Uh, it's spelled E W E H O O. Stop it. No, no. <laughs> now you're just anyway. kidding around mm-hmm. too much. Oh, there we go. This is the content you've been waiting for, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Only our second episode back. Oh, man, that's Welcome so back, funny. Everybody. All right, well, that was our papal menus. Uh, that thanks was for so reviewing fun. Those. I, like I feel like uh, don't you want cool to just be invited to eat with the Pope and, like, see what he served? Yeah, yeah, that'd be... <laughs> I'm just we should though. do, like, uh, maybe next year for for this thing where we should actually come around and cook uh, some some of these recipes from the Vatican cookbook or, or something. Yeah, we, that we could, would... I mean, that'd be cool. Or assign them like, and do a potluck. Oh, oh, we could do we that. We could do it. Eddie, Eddie bakes life Vatican recipes edition fun. <laughs> or something. You sat down for Wouldn't that. Wouldn't yeah. that be? I uh, also have a um, a drinking with the saints book and a cooking with the saints book, so we could. Oh, we, we got some of that stuff. That is so good. I feel like some I want to go back to Italy and like wait outside the papal apartment and like hope that he comes and I'll ask him that. Yeah, yeah. What did you eat for breakfast? Like, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like Guillermo yeah. when he interviews NBA players. It's yeah. like always an irrelevant question. I want to do that. Everyone's like, bless my baby. Pray for this. Pray for this. What did you have for breakfast? Asking the real questions. <laughs> Are there, is there still a stockpile of Fanta sodas yes. in the apartment? Are you drinking leftover Fanta? <laughs> nice, nice. We'll All save right, that well, content for the food tour, the Italy food tour we're going to do. Yeah, our, our pilgrimage. Yeah, we'll totally do it. All right. Well, we've come to the end. And as we do often here on, on Famine Fed, we, we end with a game. We call it the Snack Attack. So I've got a, I've got a game here for uh, Eddie Me? and Cece um, for both of you. You guys get to compete. And uh, uh, we know Eddie loves to compete on oh, these boy. things. <laughs> Check out the ice cream episode. <laughs> um, but uh, here we go. Are you ready? Down. Are you guys ready for this? I'm ready. About as ready as I can drop get. that stinger. This is the snack attack. 
All right. So I have, it's actually two games for you guys uh, because we are a show about uh, food and faith. Uh, we've got one that is uh, faith kind of based because I wanted to balance it. So one that is a, a, ties into it with our theme today that is faith based and then another one that is food based. So um, which one do you guys want to do first? Ooh, food. Sure. Food. Is that good, Eddie? Yeah. We'll do food. the food based one first. All right. I don't know what the winner gets. The winner is going to, what do you guys want? You guys in the winner will, um, the loser will make the other one um, more pierogies or pretzels or something. Oh, Oh, make something for the other gelato. That way I don't have to even it out. Gelato. There we go. All right. There we go. For when we go on pilgrimage. Yeah. All right. So uh, you're going to need a pen and paper or a phone, whichever you prefer. We're going to need pen and paper. Or or type on your phone or, okay. or one, but pen and paper might be the fastest. So okay, I like I mean, might be the easiest. I don't know. How, I mean, how fast do you type? Faster than I have like a hundred something words a minute. <laughs> okay, <laughs> can't do that on my phone. Phone though, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So the rules of this game: it is we we started this episode with a lot of alliteration with the letter P. Um. <gasps> So uh, on, in honor of uh, the Pope's party, this papal party, where we celebrate oh the gosh. chair of St. Peter with pierogies and pretzels. Um, and you can't use those two, at least, pierogies and pretzels. But uh, I'm going to set up two-minute timer. And, um, and you're going to name the most food, food or food items that you can think of that start with the letter uh, P. So um, you can begin in three Two, one. Time is up. All right. Uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> okay, this is and we're back. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Who wants to go? Who wants to go first? CC, you go first. Yeah. List of really? Mine's ridiculous. Me? Okay. Is okay. it? I don't have numbers on mine. Well, we'll Wait, count so, them for you. All okay, right, so did you, okay, I'm just going to name them all. Um, pizza, oh. pretzels, <laughs> pierogies. You're going to laugh. I, saw, I told I, those two you weren't allowed to. You're not, well, whatever. Just oh, okay, okay take those two off. So, so far, you got pizza. <laughs> okay, you're going to laugh. Somehow, uh, papas fritas. <laughs> papas fritas. You went Spanish. Okay. Pinwheels. You know okay. them though, when they fold Yeah, yeah I know the pinwheels. Um, pirulines. Yeah. Okay. Um, Papa's Bravas, which are Papa's Bravas, Spanish yes. potatoes. Yeah. Peppermint juice drink. Peppermint mocha. Juice. <laughs> we'll go with mocha. We'll take mocha. Peppermint, peppermint mocha. Pepperoni. Pepperoni okay. pizza. Okay. Pineapple. Pine nuts. Prego tomato <laughs> sauce. Prego. Okay. Okay. Panzanella. Oh, okay. that's a good one. Prosciutto. Uh huh. Okay, now you're gonna laugh. Pan dulce. Pan dulce. That works. Pan de muerto. Pan de muerto. <laughs> pan de coco. Pan de coco. <laughs> pan de leche. Pan de leche. Pan de salt. <laughs> you're on a run. And panini. 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 Uh, 19 by my count 19 mm. good job you went on that run the, the pun, pun I hit my stride uh, I just needed one yeah. word to walk it. I was 
Yeah. Um. All right, nineteen. The number to beat, Eddie. What do we got? I think I lost this one, but we'll see. <laughs> all right. Hers sounds more credible. Uh, I put. Okay, ready. Uh-huh. I put pie. Ooh. Yeah. Poop a platter. Um, okay. Pork. Oh, like Hawaiian. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Pork jowl. Pork. Pork cheek. Okay. Oh. Okay. Pork loin. <laughs> Okay, I'm taking it. Pork belly. <laughs> What's okay. wrong pork shoulder. <laughs> pork butt. Uh-huh. Pork feet. Uh-huh. Um, pork snout. You know. Pig ears. <laughs> Wait, not pork. Pig ears. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Distinctly. Okay, pig. Yeah. Um, now I take a route here. Pu'er T. I don't know how to pronounce it. You know, P-U-E-R. Wait, what? Pu'er tea. It's a type of tea. I I don't. Yeah, I I, I I'm gonna take your word for it. Well, I'll Google right oh, now. Oh, it's tea. It's yeah. like some kind of tea. I was like, what is it? Yeah, P U E R. I don't know. If I, I'm probably probably not pronouncing it right. Oh yeah, uh, P U E R H. But yeah, I got you. Ah, uh, yeah, that one. Pure, pure. Okay. No, pu'er. Oh. Um. Uh, yeah, it's a, a special tea. Okay, we're at thirteen. Yeah, special tea. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, <laughs> Pistachios. Oh, that's a good one. Pistachios with chili and lime. Oh, God. <laughs> Can't you just do pistachios with any ingredient? I might pistachio not gelato. That. Yeah, I was yeah. just saying okay. ice cream. Pistachio butter. Okay. Okay. Is that real? Yeah. Yeah, like cashew butter. Okay. Yeah. Pistachio butter and any it's kind of pretty good. Um, really expensive. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. Because that you back like 10 bucks plus. Um, Pimento. Ooh, cheese. I don't know if you can count this one, but pitted olives. Well, uh, yeah, that's true. Sure. That's on the can. She said I Prego. Said, yeah. I said Prego tomato <laughs> sauce. I'm sure you could say pitted olives. Um, somehow I didn't get pizza, but I put pan pizza. <laughs> <laughs> You're at 19. This is a tie right really? now. Oh my gosh. He only yeah. needs one more. And he I pizza. do have one you more have that one? could count. Uh, pan perdu. Ooh, Pan fancy! Yeah. Wait, oh. that could count. You took the, the fanciest of pants. <laughs> <laughs> the pan think of the other ones. All the, <laughs> the pork. Uh, oh, I didn't think of pork. I don't think you would count those. So did I? Was that nineteen tie or was that? Uh, no, he got 20? twenty. His oh, twenty. Yeah, I wrote down panisse oh, too, but I don't know what that is. Panisse. Yeah. Patis? Like you didn't put it. You should have put patis. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh. That's what I was like. But oh, so close. It. I'm gonna Google it. I just thought a pesto. I just thought a pesto. Oh, that would have oh, been a good one. Yeah. Um, panis. Oh, panis. Oh, that's what is not what I thought. Because I thought shape oh, little... in Berkeley, which yeah, I've never been to. Oh, yeah. I think that's his name. Is oh, it? chickpea fries is called panis. Did not expect oh. that. All right. Okay. Oh my gosh, that was fun. Um, all right, so that was the food <laughs> food portion of this. Now, you guys ready for the faith portion of it? You will oh, also gosh. you will also need pen and paper or things to type with. Yeah, this is definitely a so, pen and paper thing for me. So on this feast day of of the popes, there are 264 total popes. Oh, boy. Um, but there are uh, only uh, 38 unique <sighs> names. Oh, no, not 38. Uh, 
I don't know what the actual unique number names, but there are uh, many different unique uh, names um, of of the Holy Father. So you're going to get two minutes again to name as many of the unique names. So you can't do like... How many um, are there? Well, like... I'm trying to figure so out what like, the... So like John Paul, first and second counts as one because it's John Paul. Yeah, so oh, yeah. John Paul is different. So I can't you guys say can, the first... I'll count that for both of you guys. So don't don't write down John Paul. So um, I'm gonna put it. <laughs> okay, all right. But there are. Um, I was trying to find that number earlier. Um, but yeah, there's 200 something total, but only um, less than a, a like 100 and something uh, unique ones. So, um, so anyway, two minutes on the clock. Time starts now. All right, and we're back after two minutes. All right, who wants to go first on unique papal names? I think I'll go first because I, I think I have a shorter one. All right. Okay, does, does I Peter confirm count? that all of these are Peter counts? Oh, cool. I put that too. <laughs> of course. He's a pope. And I almost missed this, but Francis. Okay. Being the only one. So. Okay. No. Leo. Okay. John. Paul. Uh-huh. John uh-huh. Paul, but on the word we're going to count that one. Benedict, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pius, Martin, 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 Sixtus. Uh-huh. Is that right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Sixtus. Right. one. Uh yes. Oh, <laughs> and innocent. Uh huh. Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, so twelve. Yeah. All right, GC. You gotta at least have thirteen to tie. <laughs> I hit a stride. I'm gonna tell you okay. name what I got first. Go off. Okay. Um, well, I was kind of guessing also, but I oh, took a shot okay. in the dark. John, <laughs> John, Paul, which we all have. John, Francis, Benedict, Paul, Leo. I also have Peter. Nice. Seventh. I put him seventh in the list. Oh. Linus. Nice. Cletus. Mm-hmm. Clement, yeah. <laughs> saw what I did there. Um, okay, Gregory, oh, Sixtus, Pius. Okay, this, these are my shots in the dark here. Innocent, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Boniface, uh, yeah. Nicholas, uh, Nicholas. Um, I don't know if there's a Nicholas. Well, let me have to really? search that. <laughs> I don't. Oh, there is. There are five of them. Pope Nicholas, oh. the fifth. The fifth. So and, uh, we're at sixteen. Sylvester. Sylvester. Yeah. Oh wow. Yes, that's all I have. There's three Sylvesters. Wow, really? Okay, that's all I have. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna name off some of my my favorite some some of my favorite. Do you ones. know? Well, you want to know what my trick was? I started okay, naming trick? friars that I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that's like, they gotta come from somewhere. I assume, yeah. but well, I realized in my mind as I started naming them, I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, okay." Who else has a weird name? <laughs> I don't know go. where that I don't go. know where it came from. Um, Can't be mad at that. Oh, yeah. I think did you guys uh, mention Marcellinus? Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's a pretty common I, one. His name was in the running for Jacobs. Well, <gasps> oh okay. No, it was his feast day, and Bishop Soto was put that name in the running. He really wanted <laughs> yeah, to name Jacob Marcellino. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you missed uh, Cornelius is a pretty common oh, one. It's a good one. Um, some of the common ones that have multiple ones that you missed. Urban. Yeah. That's just that's a weird one. 
Oh, Stephen. Really? Um, it feels yeah. too common to actually be Felix. Julius. Oh, I know. Fri- oh, these are all friars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I, put a, I should have just went uh, further down the list. Put all of them. Anyone who's not a <laughs> but saint some my, is probably a pope. <laughs> but some of my favorite like names uh, that 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 are honest come of uh, Fabian. Fabian is one. One of my favorites is Hilarious. That's Hilarious. Pope Hilarious. Hilario, yeah. Hilario. Oh my but gosh. Hilarious. How about some um, of the one timers? Like, what are these unique names that no one else uh, wants to pick them <laughs> ever again? Severinus. Severinus. Oh, that's Saint. common in Italy. In Italy, yeah, Severino is a common name. Huh. Oh. Silverius. Like, um, Hilderius? Which is different than Sylvester, but Silverius. Um, Silverius. Oh. Lando. I didn't even know that was a Pope's what? name. Lando. Is like that Lando not... Calvisian. No. Is that what... Yeah. Stop wow. it. Pope Lando. We have to look him up. Can we look him up and see uh, what he did? Yeah, he was the Pope from like uh, September 913 to, um, to March 914. He wasn't even Pope for... He, oh, oh, goodness. He was... Um, <laughs> oh, dear. He, he died really, really sh- shortly. God rest his soul. Yeah. I'm like, why did they name Lando um, after him? They probably didn't. They probably that's okay, why. Maybe, yeah, probably no, no connection. Maybe there. they did though. Okay, sorry. Maybe they did. Oh my gosh, Lando. Um, Pope Lando. Lando. Billy D. Williams. Well, there you have it. I think CC won by a by oh, a yeah. handful, <laughs> assisted by her 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 friendships with Friars. Came in close. Um, oh, so 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 Bready, you got to make some some gelato or bread Ooh. for for Cecilia. I'll try anything Eddie makes. Okay. Glad. If you have requests, you just say the word. Ooh, Dang. you know, I mean, the, the cookies, chocolate chip cookies that you gotcha. make. Brown Oof. butter chocolate chip. Ooh. Just let me know. Man, I never get to win any of these prizes because I'm always coming up with Where's the games. the proctor? Nobody pays the proctor. I'm, I'm not good at game. Can you toss Dang. me some cookies, though, yeah, send me, Eddie? Send me your address again. Cookies, dough. <laughs> he said toss oh, me no, some I'll, cookies, dough. We'll figure it out. Local dough man. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our snack attack, and uh, that wraps up our our episode. So, oh, that uh, was fun. Yeah. Viva, viva el papa, viva el viva papa, el. and viva la papa too. I mean, yeah. food you know, and potatoes, both of them today. Potatoes are very substantial for many diets across the world. That is true. There we go. Viva and, la and papa. They are a key part of these pierogies. So there you go. Um, <laughs> But uh, Eddie, anything you want to promote before we run off? I know you mentioned your Instagram. You want to uh, let our, our listeners know again one more time? The family. Hit them with that. Oh, yeah. So uh, Eddie Bakes Life, as that's it for now. I, might, I may or may not do some like kind of pickup service somewhere down the line. Ooh, he's getting serious about it. All right. There we go. Um, well, uh, well, check out Eddie on our other episodes, Ice Cream and Grocery, and um, celebrate well. Uh, this is the Feast of the Chair of St. Peter. And, um, and uh, as always, come to the table. Stay fed, fam. Peace. Fam and Fed is a production of Urban Picks. All things to all. You can find all of our content on our website, www.urbanpicks.com slash famineFed. Please like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to contact us, send us an email at famineFed at urbanpicks.com or leave us a comment on the Urban Picks website. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Another point, though, for empanadas is they could be the meal and the dessert. That's true. But there's no, you know, well, not at the same time. <laughs>
Have you ever done that? What if you, you do? What if you put you eat at one end and it's savory and you keep eating and then that's your dessert? Then it's really practical. It's all in one. You can put a little, you know, pastry in the middle so that yeah. it doesn't like a wall. Absor- a yeah, like a pastry barrier. Okay. We will we'll think about that. 